0: Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services.
1: And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley on this fine Tuesday afternoon. We're now two days away from another Cowboys game. I mean, maybe they just should just play Thursdays all the way out. And uh, this is an uh, interesting, uh, interesting week. And um, this, we'll uh, we'll keep you up to date on what's going on with the Cowboys. We may have a Cowboys guest on later. Uh, we have Coach Taft's daughter, one of his daughters, Tracy, on with us at 3.20. And John Morris was talking about it at the 2 o'clock hour with Russ Bookbinder. But uh, a great new foundation announced, the Grant Taft uh, foundation uh, for his family and and that's going to be really neat and then um, an award a new award that is being named after Coach Taft so uh, very cool thing that uh, they had a they had a uh, ceremony for today and uh, we just think the world of, uh, of Coach Taft and so wanted to wanted to celebrate that and always this time of year I'm I'm looking at the playoff pairings I'm looking at everybody in our area who's still going strong in that uh, uh, in that world uh, we had the news yesterday that on the Baylor front that Blake Shapin was entering the transfer portal and I you know there's been a lot of uh, comments on that I mean my main thing that I wanted to share was that um, thought he had some great moments thought he saw he showed a lot of maturity and growth and and boy they really poured into him i think uh, coach grimes coach aranda the whole staff sean bell and really uh did some great things for the bears and he fought like crazy in what was a rough uh tough season and uh so wish him well i Aaron, this is amazing. You know, the, the portal officially, the window uh, opens on December 4th. And I think it's going to be a, a very, um, you know, it's going to be bigger numbers than ever. I don't think it's going to plateau. I think there will be huge numbers. Um, I, I've already been, one thing that in researching this portal It looks like, you know, O-line, D-line, pass rushers are at a premium. Always hard to find. Great talent in those areas. Um, Quarterbacks are all over the place, and it's happening in a hurry. The Wake Forest quarterback has already entered. Michigan State, the young man that had been starting for Michigan State in the final eight or nine games this season, or final seven games, Michigan State, quarterbacks in the portal everywhere you look there are portal quarterbacks and Aaron something grabbed my attention and it was that like there was one and I'll just have to think about where he ended up I think it's at Missouri there was a division two quarterback who came over this season and I do think it's Missouri's quarterback the more I think about it Schrader I think is his name and he put up great numbers and so there is some thought that kind of like what the Bears did with taking a look at R.J. Martinez, who was a walk-on, by the way, uh, for Baylor. I don't know what his situation was. Obviously, his previous stop. But I think, you know, you're going to see more of those types, the FCS-type quarterbacks. Um, I said Division Two. I think we – I really mean FCS. I think that's kind of the same thing these days, but we call these things different things. Um, but But they can really come in – and help out a team. I would think there would be a lot of interest in shaping. You know, I'm I'm looking at some of these other <clears throat> these other uh, teams and and other people that are out there. I think there are there's going to be a run on wide receivers, and you're starting to see some wide receivers enter the portal. Some of which have uh, have put up really strong numbers, and uh, so. The portal is going to be huge. It's going to be crowded. I think you're going to see the Bears and Dave Aranda more, uh, I mean, they're going to be way into it. And we'll, uh, we'll continue to kind of uh, watch this for you. Uh, we will be talking to Coach Aranda this week, um, it looks like. And so I'm excited to, uh, to visit with Dave. And to kind of see what's on his mind, and, and uh, uh, I think um, I think that'll be good. I think we will enjoy that. And um, I think Dave Aranda has been given a new life. He's been given a reprieve. I think part of it was Dave was very organized. He came in. I think he presented a clear and concise plan to getting this thing back on the tracks. And I, you know, I he's gonna he's betting on himself. Obviously he's gonna call the plays. He's gonna get down in the nitty gritty. And he's gonna need more staff members to really help him out because he's gonna be doing more in that regard, more in the game planning, uh, more in the the rooms with some of those linebackers and then calling the plays during the game. He's still the head man, but, uh, again, this is not – we we see this a lot of times with college and even NFL head coaches. You, you don't always see it with defensive-minded um, coaches. In fact, one of the things, Aaron, I was going to do today is ask, like, Gary Patterson – over the 20 or 22, 23 years he was at TCU, like, how many, ti- how many of those years was he calling the defensive plays? I mean, obviously, he was in the middle of it. I yeah. always saw him with a laminated chart. What I don't know is if he ever handed any of those duties away uh, for any period of time while he was at TCU. You always got the feeling it was him. But um, you know, I, I would imagine Dave has talked to quite a few coaches and I think some coaches from what I can tell and just from doing my research, some head coaches reached out to Mac Rhodes and and really on the behalf of Dave with basically you got you gotta give this guy you you know, you gotta you you, you can't fire this guy. You've got to give him another season. You gotta give him a chance. And I think a lot of Baylor fans right now think that he's had plenty of chances. The the one season pretty much fell apart two thousand twenty two and then twenty three just went in the dumpster. I mean it went it went all the way away. Baylor, unlike a lot of this coaching carousel going on right now has decided to go the opposite way, and uh, it, you know, I I admire that to a certain extent in the sense that you know there's something that people in the organization and MacRoad specifically sees in MacRoads that kept him from going down the path of you know making the move that would have been popular, would have been popular to the fan base. And that is a change, and that's that was a uh, change at head coach. Now, can Dave repair this? Can Dave put this thing back together? Sure. You know, by winning, I think fans will be taking a peek at what kind of class they can put together with this early signing period. Can they put this thing to bed? Um, again, I... I've never and Aaron, you're not really either, we don't get caught up so much in Oh my gosh, this is the number thirty, this is the number forty, this is the number fifty recruiting class. Like I don't think when Rule um when that when Petrie and of course Petrie was brought in under different circumstances and he ended up staying with the Bears and, and ended up becoming one of the most courageous and celebrated players in the history of Baylor football. Um, but the rest of the class that kind of, uh, the, the the group that rule brought in that that made up like that 2019 season, um, that was Bravion Roy in the middle, Lockhart on the uh, defensive end, James Lynch, uh, over at the other defensive end, that ended up putting up enormous numbers. Um, you know, that, that was a class probably that most of those players I just mentioned were, were kind of three-star types and ended up, I mean, I two it. of them in the NFL. One it. of them just a great, great college player, and I, I can't think he may be trying to still play somewhere. I can't, I can't remember where Lockhart is these days, maybe coaching somewhere. But just – Just great, great players. And uh, uh, so all that to say is I don't necessarily think this class has to knock us off. You know, like, for instance, Colorado's class is falling apart right now. I don't exactly know why that is. I mean, they, they fired or he left or whatever their offensive coordinator, who a lot of people were praising. The guy they got from Kent State, his name is Sean Lewis. I've heard his name come up. In, re- in regards to Baylor, you know, they have unbelievable recruiters and obviously they're extremely active in the portal. So what I wonder is, like, Aaron, when you see a Colorado class start to kind of fall apart, like, do you think that's Dion telling those guys he's no longer interested? Or do you think they're truly not trusting what they're seeing at Colorado? I think... I think Colorado's a pretty easy school to negative recruit against because you can say always we don't think Dion's there for the long haul. Okay. I had somebody that is a real big time Baylor person, um, um, you know, say that to me yesterday. They don't think Dion's there for the long haul. Now that's working against Dave Miranda too. Anybody that's kind of on the fence right now and, and they thought about Baylor don't don't kid yourself they're telling him well yeah they're bringing back dave but i mean this probably is going to be his last year um i'll say this and i i, I do think i i thought they were going to move on they did not i think they have right now they feel very convicted about this they're going to throw everything behind dave that they can but if next year starts to go poorly I, I i don't think there would be any waiting i think it would be i think decisions would be made much much earlier now the hope is that dave gets the right people in and let's think about it when he brought jeff grimes in um you know jeff grimes during the off season installed a new scheme the rvo and it ended up you know, being a huge hit, the Bears found a great running back in Abram Smith, and they had enormous results. Now, I'm not saying the exact thing is same thing is going to happen, but they they uh, this is an extremely important hire, and it's just a, it's a bummer that I don't know if it was personnel, I don't know if it was coaching, I don't know, I, I don't know what happened with the offense this year. Uh, again. When I, when I say that, though, I'm reminded that the defense was awful. So I'm still a little baffled by let's, let's fire these folks, but let's, let's bring everybody back on the defensive side of the ball. And, and while Baylor hasn't publicly said that, I mean, that's every indication I'm getting is that's the case. So if you're going to hold this one side accountable for a poor year, uh, I guess they are holding Pallage accountable by demoting him, and and putting Dave in as the play caller. But it, it again, Dave is very forthright and is 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 a straight shooter. So uh, believe me, don't uh, you know y- y'all know me? I'm gonna when I get him on, I'm gonna ask him all this stuff, and we'll see what he's thinking on all these fronts. Because it's been a it's been a year that people have lost faith in the program and and it shows up in who's in the stands or who's not in the stands. All right, um, a really cool thing coming up. Uh, we're going to have Coach Grant Taft's daughter, uh, Tracy Taft, on with us. And uh, look forward to that. That is happening next. Listen to ESPN
2: Central Texas online
3: at CentexSportsFan.com.
5: Ask for Cassasa checking, it's our superpower. First Central Credit Union pays 5% APY on your checking account. There's no penalty in this game. Get great returns while having complete access to your cash. Get in motion with First Central's reward checking that refunds ATM fees nationwide. Enjoy an automatic savings feature that pays you, too. It's a snap to apply online at firstcentralcu.com.
6: Everything we do, we do for you.
7: Eligibility and qualifications apply. APY annual percentage yield. Member NCUA. Bush's Chicken has a long tradition of being voted the best chicken in communities where we're located. People love our specials like Tender Tuesday and Happy Hour every day from 2 to 5 p.m. And Bush's believes in giving back to our communities. Most weeks throughout the year, Bush's Chicken is donating meals and our famous iced tea in support of area schools and churches. Stop by today and get the best chicken, the best tenders, and the best tea at the best value. Bush's Chicken, simply the best.
2: Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntexSportsFan.com.
3: Save thousands of dollars on a new or used boat at Marineland Boating Center's fall clearance sale. Marineland is now your local dealer for Mercury motor powered national bestsellers, Tracker, Sun Tracker, Nitro, and Tahoe. So we're clearing out our previous inventory, and many of our boats are now priced at dealer invoice costs. You won't find these prices anywhere else. Or you can be one of the first to buy a new 2024 model Tracker with a powerful Mercury motor. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I 30. In Luke three forty,
7: Marine Land Boating Center is an authorized WRNG boat dealer. The right call can make all the difference on and off the field. I'm Mark Stewart with
8: Bird Colgen Ford, and when it's time for a new car, truck, or SUV, Bird Colgen Ford is the right call. Come check out our award-winning lineup of best-selling models like the Mustang, Explorer, Expedition, F-150, and Super Duty. Bird Colgen Ford proudly supports all Central Texas athletes. Make the right call for your next vehicle at Bird Colgen Ford. Experience better at Bird Colgen Ford.
1: Hey, Central Texas, next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests a superb combination of luxury and comfort. Uh, The rooms are big and spotless, and feature an upscale, modern look and feel. I should know I've stayed there. It is Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. They have suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming big game. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh, modern Mediterranean, inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients they have the local beer and organic wine cocktails open to the public seven days a week five to ten p.m. and then that heated outdoor pool and hot tub located 2200 north robinson drive just off the famous waco traffic circle it is the element waco hotel and ask about our discounted rates for november and december
2: Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, Tracy Taff now uh, joining us on the uh, Matt Mosley Show. And Tracy, of course, is the daughter of Grant Taff, who just celebrated his 90th birthday. And uh, Tracy, what's it like to have a ninety-year-old? I guess it's a rewarding thing, isn't it? To see Coach Taff—it's uh, just hard. I, in my mind, he still should be coaching, you know. And so it's hard to even imagine uh, him at that age. But uh, welcome to the show, and and uh, congratulations on all the celebrations going on around the uh, the Taff household these days.
9: Thank you, Matt. It's a pleasure to be here, and. You know, that's an interesting question. Growing up, people always said, what's it like to have, you know, a football coach and one that's pretty famous as a father? And I said, well, I don't know any different. That's all I've ever known. <laughs> and I will tell you, it's pretty special. And you said, even though he's not coaching anymore, I can guarantee you he's still coaching from the sidelines. <laughs>
7: <laughs> he, uh,
9: he is still into it. And, you know, football has allowed our family to gather more than probably most families will gather in their lifetime because we get together every weekend. And so football has really been the center of all of our lives. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he he's amazing. Uh, Even at 90, I I am still amazed at uh, what he is able to do and the influence he still has and how people still rely on him and, He's the same as he was when I was five years old and now, you know, he still thinks of me as a five-year-old. So I guess I still think <laughs> of him as just my daddy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, so do you, um, do you ever watch games with him uh, still? Do you, I, I know he gets to come to some, probably watches some from the house. Uh, what is he like during the game? Now, I've sat with him in the press box in the past, and mm-hmm. very observant, and he's very, he's not, you know, he he didn't go into broadcasting, so it's not like he's that, he's not trying to be critical, although I'm sure he has opinions. What is it like to uh, watch a game with Coach Taft?
9: You know, it's interesting, you ask if we ever watch games. Literally Monday night, Thursday night, Friday night, all day Saturday, and even Sunday now with the pros, we literally line up the games. I moved back to Waco a couple of years ago, and I, I moved nine houses down from them. So I spend a great deal of time over there, and we watch way too much football. And <laughs> the 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 interesting thing is, uh, you know, back in 2020 when people couldn't go to the games, he was, you know, he'd take a little nap, and then he'd wake up in the game, and there was nobody in the stands. And he just would go off. On that, and it's like, why aren't people not going to football games anymore? And you know, we'd say, oh, it's because of COVID. And so that kind of took up space for a while, but he is definitely uh, very active when he is watching games. And I can guarantee you there is no lack of suggestions for what they should be doing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but boy, I, when coaches get fired, like what happened at Baylor. With Jeff Grimes, the offensive coordinator. I mean, I bet y'all do have a special level of empathy having gone through it. It also makes you appreciate how Grant was so extremely loyal. I, I know coaches now go through coordinators quickly sometimes. You know, Dave Aranda has now gone through a couple on both sides of the ball. He'll be basically on his third on both sides. I, it, yeah. it, you think back, and I know it's a different world now with the money they make and all of that. But Grant, and we just lost Coach Lane here recently, yeah. but it was kind of amazing, wasn't it? Like, they, nobody, I mean, other than Corky going to take a job, then Fredenberg right. came in. I mean, nobody left. It was, it, no. I mean, he had an extremely, I guess after F.A. was done at TCU, uh, Coach Dry, he showed up at Baylor and coached the O-line. But for the most right. part, there was not much turnover on that staff. No. He, over the years.
6: No.
9: And, and in fact, Lane and Turner, um, I've known them since I was three years old. And, you know, they they played football together and then they coached together. And then that staff with, you know, Cotton and Bill and Wade Turner, and (sighs) it, it was just a core group that literally stayed and stayed. And I think that was part of the success because you didn't have people coming and going. They were all Texas men that had good relationships with Texas high school football coaches. And I I think that played into it. But, you know, it is a different world. And we've had funny conversations over the last couple of years. And I was like, Dad, you know, if if you were in the football world today, you'd probably gotten fired. And he was like, I know. You know, and I said, but (laughs) you – it was a different – it was a different kind of thing that we were building at Baylor, and he was mm-hmm. completely loyal to Baylor and has stayed that way as, as our family. And um, so I'm just so thankful for that, uh, that he was able to stay through that and um, kind of leading into what we were doing today. You know, he, he's he got a legacy, and we want to mm-hmm. continue that because it wasn't just about wins on the football field, thankfully. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we were in the wilderness for a while after he after he stopped coaching, and I think probably uh uh we regret not um trying to get him to stay a few more years uh looking back is the way I would put that. Now the Grant Taft Foundation uh was yeah. announced officially today. That's a neat deal. And then the Grant Taft Beyond the Game Team Award, and that's gonna All be right. an award for teams that uh uh you know, show a lot of uh work in the community, uh serve their yeah. communities and then have an influence uh beyond the game. First of all on the foundation, you know, this is comes uh uh with Grant turning uh with Coach Taft turning ninety. What? why was yeah. this important to the family and, and what do you what do you kind of see when, when y'all kinda hole up and talk about all this? What do you what did y'all kind of uh what do you foresee this foundation being about.
9: Good question, and I, it it does have a story behind it. And as he approached his ninetieth, um, we you know we wanted to do something very special to mark that, but not just to mark nine decades on this planet, but look at what he has done and how can we help continue that, and that is really the genesis of it, and our. My wonderful brother in law, Russ Bookbinder, who was with the San Antonio Sports Foundation, he and Tammy, my sister, have also moved to Waco and he he brought it up to us and mother really liked the idea that as a family we would start the foundation and that the foundation would be his our ability to help continue his legacy. You know, he he has always said and has spoken on it many times that the coaches in his life were who inspired him to be a coach and that it just wasn't about the wins and losses, but about developing players, developing character, and for coaches to inspire their teams to do something beyond the game. And that's where that phrase came from, that it's not just about what we're doing on the football field, but how can I Make a difference in my community and influence my team to make a difference in their community. And so it goes on and on. And so this really was the perfect opportunity to begin this Grant Taft Foundation. And so as a family, um, we have seeded the initial endowment, which will allow us to fund the Beyond the Game Award to a high school. Now, this is really important to me, too, uh, particularly with him having three daughters, to any team of any sport, be it male or female. So this isn't just a football award. This is about teams and inspiring your teams and showing them how to be better in their community so that they can better their community. And that's that's where it just really all fell into place very easily, because that is what my dad has lived his entire life. And... So we think it is a fitting opportunity and, you know, high school coaches really, they get recognized, they get awarded for winning championships um, and for wins on the field and players get individually awarded for, you know, passing yards and the most rushing yards and best defenses. But do we have a platform to really recognize in a very special way those Teams that are going out and doing something extra special in their community and being selfless and being servant leaders and enhancing their community off the field. And so this will allow us to do that. And we've gotten great buy in from the American Football Coaches Association, Texas um, High School Coaches Association. And it's just growing. This has come on very quickly And Russ, uh, who we call our hero, has pulled it together very quickly. But we hope to get the word out and that it builds over years and we can help more than one team. And the award itself will recognize a team not for anything they've done on the field, but for their work and their selfless acts off the field. And they can be nominated or self-nominated uh, by chamber of commerce's or the school district or their own coach or the team can nominate themselves and it will mm. be supported by a, <clears throat> a statement, excuse me, and pictures from what they have done off the field. And then the foundation and sports hall of fame and we'll have a, a panel that will pick. But what's really great is that this team <clears throat> will have a spot at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame banquet and will be recognized with other huge names in sports every year at the induction ceremony.
1: These are enormous names. Uh, in the SWC Hall of Fame, recently Terry Teagle went in, and we all know how great he was at Baylor. The team uh, uh, from the, the, the Taff Foundation will be invited to attend and be recognized at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame induction banquet presented by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. And that's April Correct. 13th, 2024, and receive a $5,000 grant uh, for Correct. their athletic programs, the recognition. And I've gone to that induction. That's a neat deal uh, that, that they do. And I love coming to crashing those parties. And that'll yeah. be. Uh, but that this adds a whole other layer to it to have the Taft family involved. So uh, I'm excited. I saw a quote from Joe Martin. I mean, these are like these are huge names uh, yes. he's from he's executive director of the Texas High School Co- uh, Coach Association and Correct. of course if you want to recruit in this state right you better uh, <laughs> right. you better be in good with those guys I think our friend Jimbo found out the hard way on that front but uh, yeah. this is a really really neat deal and uh, I was excited to hear about it and see it and uh, please tell your dad that uh, that he's been so great to me over the years but tell him that we talked, and I'm very excited about it. Now, are you? How do you feel uh, about this football situation? Obviously, some changes are made, but Baylor has gone kind of old school. You were talking about how other coaches could have been fired in the past. Uh, Dave Aranda, certainly, the way this season went, one in a seven, one in seven at home, uh, I would have been warranted probably to move on. They have decided to stay with him. What did you? What did you kind of think of the season, and how do you kind of see the program moving forward?
9: Well, any tough season at Baylor is a tough season, whether you're the daughter of the coach or you're the daughter of a former coach and an Uh alumni and fan. But I will tell you, I think Dave Aranda is an outstanding human being. I, I really like him, and there's many things about him that remind me of my dad, frankly. Um, in the way that he deals with development of players and wanting to make sure that they are going to leave Baylor university and be a good citizen and a high character young man. And so I love that. And, you know, I think in, in these times of football, we all know you got to win or it's out the door, but interestingly enough, they, you know, they've made some changes and, Mm -hmm. We will, you know, that's yet to be seen. But I, I do believe he's recruiting the high-character student athletes that we hope to see at Baylor. And of course, Baylor's a little bit different than a lot of other schools, anyway, um, yeah. because of their mission. And so it, you know, it's a tough, it's a tough place. But if you get the right people in the right places, and I think that may be what's happening, that we get some of the right. Football minds in the right places, and I know he's a defensive genius, and I'm happy to hear he's going to be more involved on the defense. Yeah. So, um, you know, win, lose or draw, we're we're green and gold blood, but we're certainly yeah. are looking forward to some more wins. And I'd love nothing more than to see it flip flop and let's take off. And we, you know, I, I'll have another miracle on the Brazos any day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Where were you, how old were you in that, uh, not to try to date you, but, like, I was trying to think where you okay. were in school when, when the Miracle in the Brazos happened in 1974.
9: You're not going to believe this, but I was on the sideline. I was a ball girl. <laughs> and I, my entire, <laughs> while Dad was at Baylor, I only missed five games home or away. I would ride on the band bus. I've even ridden in a trailer with the equipment to get to an away game. So I, I was kind of dad's little um, football person. And so I I went to workouts. I was a ball girl. And so I was on the field when that game ended uh, and went right up to him. And I have my favorite picture in all the world. And he has his hand on my head and I, embracing him and he looked at me and he said we did it and that that moment is burned into my brain so if you ask where i was i was right there <laughs> and Take, wouldn't trade it for the world
1: i want to see that snap a picture of that if you can and text it to me i i, I probably oh, i may have absolutely. seen that over the years but uh i'm sure yeah,
9: you probably have
1: shoot that to me i'd like to see it again and uh, just hearing I you will. say i remember grant always saying how do you say Baylor University? It was like when he said it, it was like royalty or something. You know, it was just like yes. he, he made us feel like, okay, we're kind of a big deal. <laughs>
9: that's right. But, you know, he's always thought we were a big deal. And why not us? Why uh-huh. not Baylor University? And yeah. that's where the whole I believe came in. And if you if you believe, it can happen. And I just hope we can get that back here at Baylor. And I, I always believe every year that we will.
1: Yeah. I was I brought that up to a coach one time recently. I said, Yeah, I I said somewhere I said, you know, I read I believe I'm a Grant Taft guy or whatever and he goes, whoever this coach was, he said, Yeah, I'm looking at it on my bookshelf right now. So it's still yeah. that's, that book is yeah. still uh it's still being passed around and, and then there was yeah. one that was called like More Than a Game or something like that. He wrote another one and it had a quarterback on the front of it. I don't know if it was Cody or if it was just a random quarterback, but there was a quarterback on the front of it. I think that was like, or it's either like how you play the game or more than a game or something, something along those lines. Well, he's got
9: one called Beyond the Game, which is where the name of this Lord came from. Um, But he's got a series of books, but
6: Uh you know,
9: his, his message and who he is has never wavered. And I've known him, you asked about my age, I'm 63 years old and he is who you see and who you think he is.
1: Yeah, I may even have some tapes, like some cassette tapes (laughs) somewhere. You know, one of the things, all
9: all of his speeches, and we're putting his books on audio, and those will all be on the website. And by the way, for the nominations uh, and for the award, uh, org, and there's a place to donate because we certainly want to grow this, but there's also going to be where the teams can apply and we're going to put all of his books and tapes on there as well so people have access to them.
1: Well, this was great, Tracy. I'm glad uh, I, I've had Russ on in the past, and he is a great dude. And and uh, he was yes. on uh, with uh, John Morris earlier today. And, and uh, yep. obviously Russ is well-known in pro sports uh, uh, with his background and even out there at Texas Tech with some of the stuff he did out yep. there at Lubbock. But uh, I wanted to have – uh, one of, one of Grant's daughters on, so I'm glad it worked out, and you did a great job, and I I well, really I appreciate, appreciate it. That. Yeah. All right. Well, thank, right. thank you, well, so thank much you for, for coming on. The
9: word out. We appreciate yeah,
1: that. You bet. Bye There she goes, Tracy Taft, daughter of uh, Grant Taft, down there serving as the ball girl when uh, when Grant that very famous game, the miracle on the Brazos, thirty four twenty four over those texas longhorns won't play them anymore sadly all right it is time for something we call stephanie's
10: sports corner it's next this is is espn central texas at cmc auto group we don't have a popcorn machine in the lobby or any other crazy gimmick to get you in the door i'm justin kramer when you walk in you will be greeted by me or julio We have been selling quality, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for the last 20 years by offering upfront best cash price to save you time and money. At CMC Auto Group, I want to invite you to come by Highway 6 in Imperial, shake my hand, and see what makes us different.
2: You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios.
9: At Bush's Chicken, you can always count on getting the best chicken, the best tenders, and the best tea
5: at the best value. Plus, one of the great traditions at Bush's Chicken is Tender Tuesday. We make it quick and easy to feed the entire family with 16 tenders, a family gravy, and four rolls. Bush's Chicken, simply the best.
7: In the market for a new metal roof,
2: Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
4: Oh, it is
1: Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. And uh, people texting in. Our buddy Sean from UBO, UBEO.com. Streamline your business services. Oh, your copiers, everything you need. It can just can change your business completely. Appreciate John Hunt and what they do at UBO. That's UBEO.com. And great to talk to uh, Coach Taft's daughter, Tracy. Uh, of course, there's Lane and Tammy and uh, Donnell and Grant. And then they've married really great folks. And you heard Russ Bookbinder. That's one of the son-in-laws. Uh, Drew Pittman's out there. He's uh, there's a bunch of good folks. Uh, and then grandchildren have emerged as uh, oh, they've served Baylor in a lot of ways. Some of them have become coaches. One of them's a coach at tech. One of them's on the staff out there as well in, a, in different roles. So they have really become a, a tre- tremendously successful family in all areas. So great to have um, great to have Tracy Taff on with us. Okay, it is that time. We always wonder what she may have in store for us. It is time for Stephanie Sports Corner.
7: Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sport, the thrill of victory, and the agony of defeat. human drama of athletic competition it's time for stephanie sports talk sponsored by advanced house leveling and foundation repair epperson tractor la restaurant and cantina king ranch turf grass mosby's land management myatt fuels and now here's stephanie
1: well (laughs) it is it is stephanie uh that intro uh, it really does almost brings a tear to my eye is uh, wow! This is this is the good stuff, and um, we uh, we've got a lot going on today. Stephanie, you'll enjoy knowing that it looks like Bobby Petrino could return to Arkansas, which is an <laughs> enormous story based on what happened to his career as a head coach at Arkansas and his ability. And I mean, you talk about a guy who. I mean, he went back to Louisville after leaving Louisville, and then he at one point was the head coach of Arkansas and had this w- wild thing happen with with a young woman that, that works there at the school or worked there and had a motorcycle wreck. I mean, the whole thing was very sorted, and, uh, and he is, now looks like he's going back to Arkansas. This is one of the SEC's... This is a great story and we'll continue <laughs> to track that. Now, well, Stephanie, mm-hmm. yesterday, boy, the the I have had friends that have <laughs> that have that have commented. I had one friend that had sent me a hashtag sourdough sam or whatever you're talking see? about. Good. Good. Uh, no, popular. No, I mean, it, it, sourdough sam really, was popular. Sourdough sam nobody until yesterday in our area knew that sa- sourdough <laughs> had anything to do with San Francisco, but apparently now sourdough we sourdough bread. Now
14: sourdough. we know. Yeah. I'm,
1: know I'm... A, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna find
14: you a. I'm gonna. I'm gonna find you a sourdough Sam like. What do you call those things? Stuffed dolls. I'm gonna find you one and send it to you, and you can well, just, like a bobblehead or something. Yeah, and you can just prefer. look at it and just think of me all the time, and then I'm gonna send you some sourdough bread from San Francisco. <laughs> uh,
1: all of those things seem unhealthy to me. They are. Um, but, but I got uh,
14: something for you today.
1: Oh, man. Oh, man. Let us know. Okay. Us know well, you were talking mind.
14: about Arkansas, right, just now and that guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I know that these in Arkansas. I bet if I asked Drake, he would say yes. But over in Hungary, they have the wheelbarrow Olympics. So, it, don't laugh. It started in 2001 in this little village in Branya C- County, hungry and this whole village comes out and they start practicing now before the snow falls and stuff because they have this in the springtime well get this it's for men women and children everybody can be involved in these wheelbarrow races but it's not like what you know we used to do as kids where you you, you yeah one person's in the wheelbarrow and the other person's pushing right they it goes like this you have your solo event where one person just pushes a wheelbarrow in and around cones, and it's all based on speed. And Aaron is over here, Aaron's over here laughing so hard. Don't laugh, Aaron. Okay, and then the next one is a double where there's two people pushing one wheelbarrow, and it's around cones, and it's based on speed. Then you have triple where you got three people pushing two wheelbarrows side by side and the middle person, their hand is on one wheelbarrow and the other one is on the other. And this takes skill because you gotta make sure y'all are like running at the same pace or you know you could fall down. So skill and speed is what you get in that one. And then you have a sandwich. where It's one person racing with two wheelbarrows one in front and one behind. So I guess you have to, like, I don't know how you do that. But that's that's what they do. And I thought it was kind of cool. And I thought, you know, we could try it. We could get a team together here at ESPN Central Texas. And uh, we should try it. What do you think? It's a big thing.
15: Drake is tall, but he probably weighs about 80 pounds. So he could be in the wheelbarrow.
14: He could. <laughs> and Cameron could be in the other one.
1: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the the wheelbarrow now how do you come across things like this is that and I, what do you think's going on in hungary i always think this is these kinds of things emerge where people just have way too much downtime i don't think they, they have anything to
14: do over there
1: there's not a lot i mean what can you do in hungary i think they have good gymnasts that come out of there mm-hmm. i think there's some good gymnastics I think they have good. I think maybe they have some de- decent cuisine, like Hungarian food, but I, I don't. I don't know.
14: I think they have a rugby team. Sports.
1: Yeah, I don't know what sports, but any place where you have a wheelbarrow race merge is a viable option. <laughs> is is not a place that has a lot going for it.
14: <laughs> now, but, come uh, on, now. now. Yeah. This is a but you, they involve the whole family and the whole town gets together.
15: You're saying they probably don't have universal. Internet access in that town? <laughs>
14: they might.
1: They're not aware of what, what's going on. Like, they they're not as in tune to this Petrino story as we are. <laughs> they're,
15: not, <laughs> they're not wasting hours on TikTok. They're wheelbarrow racing.
14: But you know what? I mean, think about it. A wheelbarrow's not like it's it's, it can be heavy. It's not like it's light. They're very unwieldy. I mean, you don't. I mean, you're trying to push this wheelbarrow. I mean, to me, that would take skill. Now, did you
1: say somebody's in it?
14: No, or you... nobody's in what it. What
1: did you say about a sandwich, though? A you're sandwich saying...
14: is when like one person has two wheelbarrows. So you've you're holding a wheelbarrow. So a wheelbarrow's in front, and a wheelbarrow. Well, I can't, I can't <laughs> even say the word. Wheelbarrow is behind you. So you're holding on to the handle of one in front and one behind you. So kind of like. You know, what do you call it, like, um, remember when you were in kindergarten, you had to hold each other's hand in a line, and you just walked or whatever? It's the same thing. So you're running forward, but you're pulling and pushing. Now, that takes coordination to do it at the same time. Okay. That would okay. be hard to do.
1: Yeah. I, yeah okay, I you're I dumbfounded. Don't, I don't disagree. <laughs> so, I am. I am. Uh, but I like it. I like a good... I like when you go for some of these foreign stories. do not you send me like a website? I'd kind of like to see some of this in action. <laughs> All right, I, I'd I like will to watch some wheelbarrow racing. Some...
14: Okay, I'll find it on YouTube, and you can look at the video.
1: It'd be on like Eurosport or something like that. But I would like to. Uh, I would like to check that out. I mean,
14: this could be an NCAA sport, I think, especially like in the hills, like what West Virginia. <laughs> Tennessee, Arkansas. Tennessee.
1: I think the NCAA has enough trouble, but uh, I do think in uh, where's is, where's is Drake from? Bologna? Bologna, Arkansas. V- Bologna, Arkansas. This I don't even know where be. that is. Yeah, it's up in the hills. Well, it's there he there.
14: goes. He, he probably like knows about what this is. An hour
1: outside of Little Rock. It's about a stone's throw from Fayetteville. It's somewhere up there in the triangle, what we call the the um, the Ozark Triangle. Probably about an hour and a half uh, north of Mount Ida is where uh, young Drake is. About 30 minutes outside of Fordyce. Well, he
14: probably knows this then. He probably does it in his hometown.
1: (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) Listen, thank you, Stephanie. You're welcome.
14: You're welcome. Thank
1: you for all that you do for the Mosley Show. You're so welcome. Okay. Okay. You're welcome. (laughs) All right. Go in peace. Okay. There she goes. Stephanie's Sports Corner. Another episode in the books. Sam Kahn Jr. from The Athletic has been covering, oh, the Baylor stuff, the AM. He's been all over the state. Let's check in with him. Let's do it next. Listen to ESPN
2: Central Texas online at SyntexSportsFan.com.
6: Everyone at Richard Car, Buick GMC Cadillac loves giving back to the Central Texas community. Once again, they are participating in the U.S. Marine Corps Toys for Tots campaign, and they are asking for your support. Toys for Tots is an
9: annual campaign that helps less
6: fortunate children
15: throughout the United States experience the joy of Christmas. Now through December 7th, listeners of this radio station are invited to participate in Toys for Tots by bringing a new unwrapped toy to Richard Car, Buick GMC Cadillac and drop it in the bed of the 2024
6: GMC
16: Sierra Pickup Truck on the showroom floor.
6: The Marines will then distribute those toys to children in need throughout Central Texas. Also, if you purchase an in-stock new or pre-owned vehicle from their dealership, Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac will purchase $100 worth of
5: toys in your name for the Marines to distribute. Merry Christmas from your friends at Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac, 900 West Loop 340 at the Imperial
12: Drive, exit Waco.
14: Recommend everyone, seek out QC Kinetics as an alternative to surgery. This
10: non-surgical approach is
3: definitely the future.
5: I tell as many people as possible. I am an ambassador. I love QC Kinetics.
3: QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine. No drugs, no surgery. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation.
12: Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100.
2: Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: This is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, Sam Kahn Jr. Joining us now, Sam's been burning up and down the road. You never know where he might show up. Waco, College Station, uh, Sam. I'm looking at your Black Friday deal that y'all had on yesterday. Really strong deal, dollar a month for 12 months. My gosh! Uh, although it's, I'm I'm putting it out there now, Sam. A day late, <laughs> but the uh, that's pretty. I mean, it's all the carousel. It never disappoints. I mean, it's it's going to happen. Um, as far as like stuff to write about, but it's always unfortunate. It's fortunate for some, not as fortunate for others. But uh, I mean, just in that last, as you were advertising some of your recent stories, you got Elko making Cincinnati M. Holgersen era at U of H. Dave Aranda returning in 2024, and then of course Sark is on a roll. I mean, there's a lot going on. I this Aranda one. Let's start there. I mean, it it's it has not been met with like universal excitement from the Baylor Brethren. And so, in a lot of ways, Sam, this is a pretty gutsy move by Mac Rhodes because his his fan base wanted a change, and they did not get one.
16: Yeah, it's a bold bet for sure, uh, because you're really putting all your eggs in the basket of one guy to do it and turn it turn it around in one year. Uh in the face of evidence in the last few years that have not given confidence that those results are gonna change. Uh, but I think this is a statement on the ha- behalf of Mac Rhodes that he truly believes in Dave Aranda and that he believes what he's about. He believes the kind of person he is and the kind of program he can run and the kind of coach he can be. And some of that I'm sure comes from the fact that they won the Big Twelve in twenty twenty one. So you saw what it's like when it works. But like a lot of Baylor fans, I think the question I have is how are you going to get there if, you, if the talent is not there? And mm. I think they do have some good young talent. Uh, you know, certainly you saw a lot of signs of some young guys out there getting some good experience. But I'm just – the level of play this year and how bad they got was just alarming to me. And it makes me wonder when you see, okay, you're going to make staff changes again. You're going to have another offensive coordinator. Aranda's going to take over the defensive calls. At some point, you can only change over the staff so much before you look at the man in charge. And so my my question is, is I, I look, I like Dave. I, I, Dave's great to talk to. Uh, he seems like a really good person. Uh, and and I think a lot of people want to see him succeed because of his personal qualities. But if it's taken all this to outfit him to get him to succeed, I think we're at, you have to ask, what are we really doing here?
1: Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair, and I I was thinking Sam about like the NIL portal. You know, you can come up with whatever plan, and maybe they're going to fire up some more money. And I do think they'll have more in the budget next year. But if you're you're either kind of wired to embrace that, or you're not. And so far, he has not been he's more Dabo-like in that area, right? He, he kind of likes the thought of paying everybody the same. He's been very upfront about that. He's not hidden that. And so the thought of Dave sort of changing, I mean, like, he, he has admitted, I haven't done enough. I've got to change. But, like, it's either kind of in your personality or not. Like, Patterson didn't really like it, didn't want to do it. Patterson was out of a job. Most people that have not embraced it Don't you know you're out a couple of years later? Uh, and so I I, again, he I don't Sam, he's gonna have to do some things in that regard, and they may be somewhat uncomfortable and um for him, but uh, I it's that's the hard part is it's really what's required now, and it's almost kind of like what I keep hearing from them, and even when I hear him talk, it's almost like they need to bring somebody else in to be the portal, you know, and, and again, you, you kind of need it to come from your head coach. And mm-hmm. and I, I have a hard time envisioning him becoming this massive NIL portal guy.
16: Yeah. And I think you're right. There, at some point the identity of the program has to be in the mold of the head coach. And, and you can hire as many staffers and heads as you want, whether it's a offensive coordinator with head coach experience or a, a GM to help with the NIL, and those are all necessities, by the way. Like a GM or a director of player personnel that runs the recruiting department and, and t- takes all that stuff into account, I think, is actually a necessity in this day and age. So, you know, staffing, beefing up the recruiting department makes sense. You know, bringing in an office of coordinator that you can turn it over to makes sense. Uh, but uh, ultimately the program is going to be run in the image of the head coach. And so the one thing I will say about that is this, though. Dave has shown a history of being willing to evolve. So the first year it didn't work offensively. They completely changed the strategy. He was really conservative in the way he uh, approached the game plan and the, and the way they made decisions. Then they became one of the most, ag- most aggressive fourth-down teams in the country. Uh, they didn't do the portal after the 21 season when they won the Big 12. Then the next year they're signing 14 transfers. So I will give, give Dave credit for that because he is willing – and a lot of coaches are not. A lot of coaches are stubborn and want to do it their way. And if Dave is willing to say, hey, I'm going to stake my reputation on this and go down swinging, I think that is admirable. And and the the, the fact that he hasn't been in control of the defense, you certainly understand it because of the demands that are on a head coach in 2023 in college football. And so if he wants to go in and be old Dave Aranda that we knew at LSU or Wisconsin or wherever else and be that guy that runs the defense and then runs the team that way, I think, hey, I, I, why not bet on yourself? So I understand the approach. And if he believes in it and wants to do it, I certainly understand it. But I also understand the skepticism from Baylor fans who mm-hmm. have seen the product on the field the last year and a half and, and have some serious questions about it. But there's no question in my mind that it's a make or break year next year and either progress and results are shown. And if they're not, then they're going to probably make a change
1: nobody's even close, are they, as far as, like, hot seat entering next season? I guess <laughs> people are maybe – I mean, as far as the Big 12 is concerned, I'm thinking about some of those guys coming in. Arizona's obviously headed in the right direction. I mean, Deion's uh, polarizing, but he's certainly not on the hot seat. Um, I mean, it's just I, – I don't know if – Cincinnati had a bad year, but I think they kind of expected that. UCF actually finished fairly strong – I mean, they were kind of trending in the right direction. So, in a sense, uh, you know, everybody loves the hot seat conversation. I don't think anyone will be close to as hot. In fact, the West Virginia coach had the hottest seat entering the season, and he's kind of turned that around. And I guess that's what (laughs) Aranda's hoping he can do.
16: You're hoping you can coach yourself off of it. I guess the only one that would be close is maybe Sam Pittman at Arkansas, Uh, but even him. Uh, they made it, and it sounds like they're making a offense coordinator change. With Bobby Petrino going over there, but I, I, I still think Oranda's probably in the in the hottest mm-hmm. seat going in next year. But and that's the bet is they're betting, and Dave Aranda's betting he can coach his way off of it the way Neil Brown did at West Virginia. And, and there's precedent; it's it is possible to do it because they everybody picked West Virginia to be last in the conference last year. I would imagine the preseason poll next year, depending on how they do in the portal. Baylor's going to be pretty low in the conference next year, and uh, West Virginia won a games. So who who knows? Maybe maybe Aranda can can conjure some of the magic that Neil Brown did at West Virginia.
1: All right, Sam Kahn, Jr. from the Athletic on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and you know it, you brought up Patrino. I mean, it 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 almost felt made up when I saw that. Like I said, <laughs> and then it, and now it sounds like it's very close to happening. And it's just like, really? You can, I mean, after all the jokes, and we'll now see those pictures for the hundredth time with his neck brace on at that news conference, and yet going back to Arkansas, I mean, I I guess that speaks to the desperation. And, And I'm sure the Arkansas people, even though that was such a wild story, the fandom will probably be happy to see him again. It's just it's, – it's fascinating. It was one thing to go back to Louisville, you know, where mostly good stuff happened, right? I mm-hmm. mean, and he's going back to a place where the most embarrassing thing of his career happened. And I think they'll welcome him, obviously, with open arms. It's uh, – that, that's – just when you think things can't get wilder in college football, uh, we have Petrino returning to Arkansas.
16: Yeah, it is fascinating. Uh, but, you know, Arkansas fans do remember how good those offenses were when he was there before all that happened. And even when he was at Missouri State in the FCS, they played Arkansas last year. And uh, with Barry Odom as their defensive coordinator, Boy Petrino gave them a lot of hell, and they scored a lot of points and took a lead, and Arkansas was in trouble in that game before they came back and won it. So I, I certainly understand it from that point. From that standpoint, I am certainly bewildered like you, at the fact that you can bring a guy back after all that happened there and the way he was Mm. fired. And and as much has been written and said about it at the time, my colleague at the Athletic David Ubbin did a really good story last year, looking back at it, going, talking to people who were involved at at the time and some retrospect. And it was truly a a wild and unprecedented experience from from what I could tell. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. And it's hard. the thing is about that is it's hard to tell how much of an impact from a football standpoint. Uh, will it have offensively? I think it will. I think it I think it will, but we don't know what a Petrino offense looks like. At A and M when he was there this year, he was calling the plays, yes, but the the offense wasn't really Petrino's. It was really Jimbo's offense. Mm-hmm. And so so what does a Petrino offense look like in twenty twenty three? I don't know. We haven't seen we haven't seen a full Petrino offense with him having full control at the FBS level since he was at Louisville. Last Back in 2018, it's been a lot. He spent three years at the FCS rank, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, if he can conjure some up some offensive magic and, and score some points and save Sam Pittman's job.
1: All right, and <clears throat> Mike Elko, coming over from Duke, another weird story where the other night it looked like Mark Stoops from Kentucky might be the candidate. There was a huge uproar, like, no, 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 not – not Mark Stoops. We can't do this. And then Mike Elko comes in there. I mean, it, I think it's a good hire. It feels somewhat safe. He's been there, knows the culture, good football coach. Um, you know, I, 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 I can't say that it's like, oh, the splashiest hire in the world. Um, but it seems like solid. You spent some time both with Mike Elko and then Ross Bjork, the, uh, the ad who some aggies are like okay you've made the hire or you've been a part of it at least now move all move along i don't know how that'll work uh with Bjork in his future but what do you what do you make of this hire and i mean do you think this is about as as good as the uh aggies could have done
16: yeah i think it made a lot of sense and it's a different it's a different approach than what a&m has done in the last two decades last time they went in swung for the fences with Jimbo Fisher and hired the national championship winning coach and obviously it didn't work out before that they went and hired Kevin Sumlin the up and coming group of five coach and that worked for a little while and then it fizzled out then they hired a former NFL coach with Mike Sherman back in 2008 that didn't work out and then they hired Dennis Franchier they took they hired Alabama's coach think about that in 2023 that A&M went and hired the sitting coach from Alabama and (laughs) brought him over and then that didn't work out either so they've tried all these headline grabbing hires. Elko's not someone who was going to go win the press conference. Uh, he's not going to bring a fistful of rings with him. But you know what he is? He's a damn good ball coach. He's disciplined. He's organized. He's going to bring structure. And I think those are all things that a and needs right now when you think of the end of the Jimbo Fisher era. Think of 2022 when you had so many players get into issues off the field. Uh they ended up several of them ended up transferring. Obviously, several of them were suspended at the time. Uh, you had Jimbo, who was very heavily focused on the offense. Didn't seem like there was a lot of organization there within the program. Not a clear vision, a program identity. Uh, it, it just it just didn't It seemed like it was all geared towards whatever Jimbo wanted. We're just going to stack all the talent and run these plays and hope it works out. And I think Yelko's going to bring a little more structure to that. When you look at what he's done at Duke, a place that is hard to win a place that is hard mm-hmm. to recruit. They, they went 16 and nine in two years. They won nine games the first year. Uh, you know, if the quarterback doesn't get hurt and do they, you know, maybe they win a couple more games this year, but he got those guys to play hard. They play great defense. It looks like he can develop and maximize the talent. And he's got the bonus of the familiarity with Texas A&M. He's recruited here. He's coached here. He's lived here. His kids have gone to school here. So that, those are all pluses for them. So it, it, the the transition period that you get for a head coach where he has to get to know everybody and get the lay of the land, Mike doesn't have to do that. He's already done that before. He knows it. He's going to be able to step right in and hit the ground running. And I think for a team like AM that has top five talent, if you can retain as much of that roster as possible, you can maybe turn this thing a little bit quicker than a traditional uh, program when you fired a head coach.
1: Sam, have you ever gotten caught up in that, in an Aggies crowd when they start sawing the horns off <laughs> and, and they start swaying. Have you, are you, I guess you're mostly in the press box. Have you ever been trapped in a, a crowd where you almost felt like you had to participate in that? Or has that never happened to you?
16: One time, one time. And it was when I was a student journalist covering University Houston basketball playing at A&M. And one of my best friends uh, from high school who was at A&M at the time I went to say hi to him as soon as the game was over before we went to the postgame press conference and they started sawing him off and he grabbed me and he started making me saw the horns off. So that's the only time <laughs> in my career that I had to do that. It was a two thousand four. I was uh, I was still not a I was still not in the big time yet, but uh but that's the only time that ever happened and it was it made me it reminded me just to make sure that let them do that when they do that and, and stay in the press area until that's done. <laughs> I wish
1: we had some footage of that a young <laughs> Sam Khan uh right up there in the middle of all of that on this uh University of Houston thing this thing's going all over the place there were reports earlier today that trailer from UTSA may be talking to them Cliff Kingsbury his name is like the betting favorite now <laughs> Willie Fritz has been attached to it and then of course people uh uh bringing up Gary Patterson's name Gary came on my show and and, uh, and was talking about how he wanted to get back into coaching. Some of that might make sense. Um, any, where, what are you thinking on that? Are you hearing anything today that makes you lean one way or the other?
16: Yeah, I think it's still it's still challenging to suss through. It seems clear to me that there are three candidates very much in the mix, and it's Willie Fritz at Tulane, Jeff Traylor at UTSA, and Gary Patterson. Uh, those seem to be the names that are generating the most buzz. They're not the only names. There's certainly others that U of H is looking at, but those are the ones. If I had to bet on it today, I would bet on the higher coming from that group of three. Um, I think Fritz and Trailer make a ton of sense. Uh, obviously, when you see what Fritz has accomplished at Tulane, the roster he's built, they're going for their second straight conference championship. He's won at every level he's been, uh, you know, from JUCO to D2 to FCS to FBS. Uh, I think so. I think that makes sense. He's got some familiarity in the state of Texas from his time at Sam Houston, you yeah. know, coaching in the JUCO ranks at Blinn, so he knows the lay of the land here a little bit. Trailer, obviously, you don't get any more Texan than Jeff Trailer. You know, East Texas, Kilmer, three state championships, uh, coaching at UT, coaching at UTSA, coaching at SMU. Uh, he's been all over the place. I think the ties there, his ability to recruit, and his ability that I really has impressed me over the last few years to continue to succeed despite losing key staff members. He's lost about six assistant coaches, the power five ranks in the last three years. And every year they keep plugging in and promoting from within or finding someone Mm -hmm. else and end up keeping the machine going. And they were we're this close to playing for a conference (sighs) championship last week. Patterson's interesting to me because he's got the skins on the wall from his two decades at TCU. But I think at the end there, you could tell that it seemed to me from the outside looking in there was some burnout The the NIL, the transfer portal, the one-time transfer rule, everything, I think, evolved so fast. I think I remember uh, in his last year at TCU, I remember him saying, I'm glad I'm 61 dealing with this and not 41, uh, You know, and saying that at least it wasn't something you're going to have to deal with for a long time. So if if I'm Houston, I want to know what is your plan for NIL? What is your plan for dealing with the portal and this new player empowerment era that we're in? Do do you have a plan to – changed some things that we saw at TCU because he accomplished a lot of great things at TCU. But those last few years, it seemed like they plateaued and it seemed like things got a little stale. And so I think mm-hmm. he, he's got to prove that he has evolved or can evolve. I think that time that he spent at Texas with Steve Sarkeesian, I know he said he learned a lot from that time because Texas is on the cutting edge on the NIL. They use the portal very strategically. They don't major in it, but they get some impact players out of it. And Sark, I think, runs a good program with a good, program with a good culture. So, if that time rubbed off on him well and I, and he has been able to incorporate some of that stuff into what his vision for a new program would be, maybe there's some appeal there. so I think I think it's mm-hmm. a fascinating uh, a fascinating road to travel if they decide to go down
11: that.
1: All right, I find that schools that have about 30 million budgeted for Nil are more on the cutting edge you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) they they seem to they seem to perform a little bit better but uh well sam um man good work and i know lots some more hires to be made so we'll continue to read your work uh, at the athletic always appreciate it and always great to run into you
16: hey no problem thanks as always good talk to you have a good one
1: there he goes sam Kahn jr from the athletic and uh Good perspective on a lot of different things. In fact, he wrote, if you want to read that, he wrote about the uh, decision to retain Aranda and went through all of that. Uh, and that is uh, that story is up there if you want to go see that. Now, 5.20 today, uh, late-breaking guest action. We will have Calvin Watkins. Calvin Watkins of the Dallas Morning News will be joining us, and that'll be great. Sam also, Aaron, had Mike Elko's. That's the funny thing about state schools. They just, like, at the the press conference, like, they'll just kind of hand out. I don't even think you have to do, like, a records, you know, Open Records Act type deal. They just, like, had a sheet of paper out with the uh, Elko's contract terms and his annual base salary about seven million dollars and then all sorts of postseason incentives um it looks to me like win the national championship and three three point five million dollar incentive Win a national championship—that's unbelievable. I mean, that's—I mean, it's that's tough to do. But like, imagine Aaron. If like Scott Drew had received a three-point-five million-dollar kick-in for uh, incentive for winning a national title, that's unbelievable. Aaron, would you like to guess what it would be for him to? Let's see, to just to adv- make the college football playoff. All right. And this is going to be under the new, you know, twelve-team playoff. What incentive do you think kicks in if he, if they just make the college football playoff? One million dollars. That's right. That's right. I mean, that is really something. If they appear in the SEC championship game, hundred thousand dollars. SEC Coach of the Year, fifty grand. National Coach of the Year, hundred grand. Multi year APR of nine sixty or above, he gets the fifty thousand dollars. Well, that's interesting. I mean that's like classroom incentives. And then the salary pool for assistant coaches, analyst operations, recruiting and strength and conditioning eleven million dollars. Who wouldn't want to go work for the Aggies? I mean you gotta be an Aggie and you gotta learn all the the chants and the weird stuff, but Man, I you know if they if they cut me a decent portion of that eleven mil, I might consider it. I might consider donning the maroon. No, I'd never do it. I would never do it. All right, got a lot coming up. Um, uh, we've got Campus Confidential at four forty. Let's get you caught up though on some uh, the latest um, some a oh, few NFL headlines. We'll do that next. <laughs>
2: Listen to ESPN Central Texas
4: online at syntechsportsfan.com. Well, it's that time again. The most wonderful time of the year. And just like most of us, the foundation doctors thinking about home and family.
6: Hey dad.
4: Hi Jay, what you working on?
6: I'm building a gingerbread house. That's
13: cool. Why's the door so crooked? And why is your chimney leaning like that?
6: I guess my house needs the foundation, doctor.
13: (laughs) You're such a goofy kid. Is your house starting to look like a Pinterest project gone wrong? Are you worried about the jolly old fat man making it down your crooked chimney? Then you need to call the doctor. We'll get you back on level in no time. Give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. From all of us at the Foundation Doctor, we wish you the merriest of Christmases and a very blessed new year.
4: The Foundation Doctor's just like old Santa Claus, just like old Santa, we make house calls. <laughs>
0: Free diamonds at D'Amore Fine Jewelers. Receive free half-carat, high-quality, lab-grown diamond studier rings with $6.99 or more purchase. Free while supplies last. Act fast. Offer available for a limited time only. D'Amore Fine Jewelers. Adding extra sparkle to your holidays at 4541 West Waco Drive. You're listening to ESPN Central
2: Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. BANG BANG
17: Everyone at Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac loves giving back to the Central Texas community and once again they're participating in the U.S. Marine Corps Toys for Tots campaign and they're asking for your support.
0: Toys for Tots is an annual campaign that helps less fortunate children throughout the United States experience the joy of Christmas.
17: Now through December 7th, listeners of this radio station are invited to participate in Toys for Tots by bringing a new unwrapped toy to Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Drop it off in the bed of the 2024 GMC GMC Sierra pickup truck right there on the showroom floor. The Marines will then distribute these toys to children in need throughout Central Texas. Also, if you purchase an
0: in-stock new or pre-owned vehicle from the dealership, Richard Carr will purchase $100 of toys in your name for the Marines to distribute.
17: Merry Christmas from your friends at Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac, 900 West Loop 340 at Imperial Drive in Waco. Hey, Central
1: Texas, next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests a superb combination of luxury and comfort. Uh, the rooms are big and spotless, and feature an upscale, modern look and feel. I should know I've stayed there. It is Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. They have suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming big game. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh, modern, Mediterranean-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. They have the local beer and organic wine, cocktail open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10 p.m. And then that heated outdoor pool and hot tub located 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It is the Element Waco Hotel. And ask about our discounted rates for November and December. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. If you've been sidelined by joint pain, it's time to meet the Coriel Health MVPs of orthopedics located right here in Central Texas. Dr. Lance Ellis, Dr. Jacob Battle, Coriel Health's board-certified orthopedic physician team specialized in sports medicine and total hip and knee replacement. Don't let joint pain keep you on the bench. Get back in the game. Make the play call to Coriel Health Orthopedics today. 254 483 knee That's 254 483 K-N-E-E.
2: Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN
1: Central Texas. All right, we do have Campus Confidential uh, coming up at uh, 440. And uh, Aaron, remind me, I, I was just looking back at like Dana Holgerson's comments to Sam Khan. Who we just had on from from like the off season and i mean the f bombs that were dropped in the he he said it unprompted he 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 said i have 5 years on my contract with a with an effing impossible buyout so there ain't no effing hot seat in my mind there just ain't <laughs> whoops and then he gets fired uh, on Sunday, after five seasons, they stumbled to four and eight. They did beat Baylor. Uh, the Cougars will pay Holgerson. Think about that, Eric. They don't have like a lot of their their infrastructure. They're still working on it. They're still needing to build things. He was worried about that. The Cougars will pay Holgerson fourteen point eight, $14. eight million dollars uh, over the next. Four years, hundred percent of his salary through 2025, and sixty percent in 26 and 27 per his contract. He'll continue to be paid monthly through the rest of the deal. So, I don't think, you know, like it, I, I don't think there's offset language. So I, I mean, it's kind of like Jimbo. If Jimbo wants to go coach somewhere, great. He's gonna get the full 78 million dollars um, Dana's not that much but still 14.8 million dollars. I mean think about these guys like Holgerson's been an okay coach. he's had good moments like it was Virginia. he coached at Oklahoma uh, you know Holgerson's was on the Mike Leach tree coached at Texas Tech and but these guys and again it's high stress, high stress. But the money, I mean, there's almost no better job out there. Uh I mean these things are like unrealistic. Like the it's like uh it's like some of these top CEOs at Fortune five hundred companies. Like their their severance packages are just like beyond belief. The only thing that compares to that is head college coaches. I mean, Aranda would have had, you know, an enormous amount I mean like I think what was left on his deal would have been somewhere in the neighborhood of like twenty to twenty five million dollars. My gosh, he could have just gone and hung out, and he might have gone on and coached somewhere else but and and maybe there would have been some offset. I don't know, but it was gonna be a nice i mean he was not gonna go away empty handed yet you know he wants to keep going, keep rolling, and the bears are going to let him. I don't think. Aaron, I've kind of I've tried to kind of pry into that, like how much of the money or buyout type thing played a role in Aranda being here. And I kind of get the sense that everybody would have stepped up and Baylor would have been okay, and they would have moved on and they would have just bitten the bullet like they always do, like all these teams do and moved on. They truly wanted him to keep going. Does he have the hottest seat in the country going into the next season, <sighs> Aaron? Who's got a hotter seat? Uh, Sam Pittman at Arkansas, maybe. I mean, they're bringing Bobby Petrito back. I mean, the the it's just amazing that that is happening.
15: <laughs> that's that's comical.
1: Yeah, I mean, it really is. Yeah, I mean, I even at the it, it like. I get those pictures from time to time. Or somebody wrote a story about the whole Petrino thing. I think it was uh, David Ubbin who comes on with us sometimes. Like, I, I even during, when he's not involved in a story, I might, somebody might send me that or just as a joke or something. And they're bringing him back to the place it happened. for people that don't remember, he was on a motorcycle and, and he... Somehow he called and acted like he had a wreck, and then they had a news conference a couple of days later, and he lied about some stuff, tried to cover up. I mean, I think he had actually been with a woman who was not his wife who worked for him in the department, and she was much, much younger, and it was a disaster. And, again, it's not always the, the act. <clears throat> some of these folks, they might let you get away Uh, with adultery it's it's uh it's in lying about it and uh, in that case uh that's what did that's what he got in trouble for and he became a national laughing stock and everybody remembers the story because he showed up at the news conference with a huge neck brace and a story about ending up in a ditch on his motorcycle and i don't know if i've ever totally understood the story whether that was like. Whether he was with the woman out riding on the motorcycle and they had the wreck or he lied about it. I mean, the, the whole thing was, a, you know, it was a comical deal. I mean, we're glad everybody was safe. But he got caught having an affair is what happened in the whole result. Well, he's going back to Arkansas. That, that in itself is, uh, is wild. Now, Aaron, we'll save, we'll do some NFL headlines uh, as we get to five o'clock, because we have got a lot of college stuff we uh, we want to get to, and uh, boy, the the Patrino thing has my attention. The this it's hard to keep up right now with this U of H, and Aaron, we can talk more about it in the uh, in in Campus Confidential. But Kingsbury, Willie Fritz, Jeff Trailer, um, Gary Patterson. I mean, I checked back with Gary uh, yesterday, and, you know, I mean, he basically kind of said, if there's something to report, you know, I'll let you know. But it was kind of like, I mean, I didn't get the sense, again, I think maybe they've reached out to him, and there's some back-channeling going on, but I didn't get the sense anything was imminent. I I think he'd do a great job. I think he wants to get back in. I think he's great. Um, Like, I think he has more energy at 63 or whatever he is, 64, than like Mac Brown did at 69 or 70, whatever he was, when he went back to UNC. I think he could do it. I think he could pull it off. But I don't know if they'll go that route. Quite honestly, the guy at Tulane is not much younger. He's 63 years old. Aaron, I like this. For guys like the two of us that we think we're aging – I like it when 63-year-old dudes are, I mean, that's way older than we are. When 63-year-old guys are getting hired at new gigs, like who are the hottest names right now? Well, Kleiman at K-State, uh, K- like the Leipold at Kansas. Aaron, how old are those guys? Well, one guy's like 57 or 58. Kleiman's probably 54 or 55. I like this. I like this trend in uh, college coaching. They're going older. At that position, I don't think that's all bad. Um, Now, we we do have to stay tuned for this Baylor uh, offensive coordinator situation. Very interesting, very interested to see where they might go with that. Like, now, if Randall wanted to go with a close friend, he's got Matt Wells, who's an analyst at OU, who used to be the head coach at Texas Tech and used to be at Utah State that is more of like a former head coach that could really help Dave and Dave would trust him all right part of the reason that the Fedora thing didn't work out other than they were awful that season is that i mean Larry is is like a you know long time head coach like you got a first time head coach and we thought that was going to help him, having a head coach. But Fedora's walking around there. He kind of knows everything. I mean, I don't think that – it just was a not a great fit. Now, what will be the right fit here? Well, it'll be interesting. Um, I don't know exactly what way. Dino Babers is an interesting name out of Syracuse. Holgerson's an interesting name, although, you know – I mean, I keep hearing, "Hey, we won't compromise when it comes to this sort of spiritual fit or whatever it is Baylor does." I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think we should be a university that, I mean, if Holgerson's a guy that's a little wayward and maybe likes to drink it up a little bit on the weekends, I think we ought to work with him a little bit and be a. I mean, I think we should be a school worth all for all backgrounds. Not you don't have to be like prim and proper. Hey, going to Sunday school all the time to show up at our place but i I understand that you they need to hire somebody they think fits whatever the culture is but i the fan base is a little the fan base has had enough of the constant the the, the it's just in your face about the person over player i I think it's a really uh meaning I think it's a genuine thing and I do think they value the person but boy what you can't start doing is devaluing uh devaluing the player I mean and then you you look up and go uh-oh we we had a whole recruiting class that was a bunch of zeros great character kids can't play but we they are over at Columbus Avenue Baptist on Sundays all right, Aaron. Let's do some. Uh, let's do some uh, campus confidential. Let's do it next. Scott Drew and the Bears on ESPN
2: Central Texas.
3: The Bears back home in the Farrell Center on Tuesday, hosting the Nichols Colonels. 6:30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off Tuesday.
2: Baylor Bear Basketball, with Pat and John, all season long, here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas.
7: I'm Joe Kaleo. If
3: you're a small business owner, you know the value of trusted advice. We're here to build a relationship with you and help navigate the financial complexities you may encounter. Your success is our passion.
5: Kalea Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash relationship summary.
1: Hey, it's Matt Mosley. If you've been sidelined by joint pain, it's time to meet the Coriol Health MVPs of orthopedics located right here in Central Texas. Dr. Lance Ellis, Dr. Jacob Battle, Coriol Health's board-certified orthopedic physician team specialized in sports medicine and total hip and knee replacement. Don't let joint pain keep you on the bench. Get back in the game. Make the play call to Coriol Health Orthopedics today. 254
10: 483 knee That's 254 483 K-N-E-E. At CMC Auto Group, we don't have a popcorn machine in the lobby or any other crazy gimmick to get you in the door. I'm Justin Kramer. When you walk in, you will be greeted by me or Julio. We have been selling quality pre-owned cars, trucks and SUVs for the last 20 years by offering upfront best cash price to save you time and money. At CMC Auto Group, I want to invite you to come by Highway 6 in Imperial, shake my hand and see what makes us different.
2: You're listening to ESPN Central Texas live from the Allen Samuel Studios. King of
6: the road.
15: When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kissair, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com.
0: Free diamonds at D'Amore Fine Jewelers. Receive free half-carat, high-quality, lab-grown diamond stud rings with $6.99 or more purchase. Free while supplies last. Act fast. Offer available for a limited time only. D'Amore Fine Jewelers. Adding extra sparkle to your holidays at 4541 West Waco Drive.
5: Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee.
7: Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus
2: Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley.
1: Oh, it is uh, Matt Mosley. You may have uh, heard our program before every day. Three to six, following the JMO show, John Morris, Two o'clock hour. We've already had Sam Con Jr. from the Athletic. We'll have some of that out on social media. We'll tweet some of that out. And uh, I thought more uh, Tracy Taff, Coach Taff's daughter, was on the new foundation. Um, what a what a great Grant Taff Foundation. Beyond the game uh, award is going to be given out to teams that uh, serve their communities, and uh, they'll be uh, awarded with a five thousand dollar grant no pun intended but uh that'll be uh it's gonna be awesome and uh really love the Taft family love coach Taft and they had a big they had an announcement today of course um john was emceeing it because he emcees everything and uh did a uh, they they had a uh, all the media out there And i really wanted to be there today but i i got to have a member of the Taft family on and tracy's a great person to talk to and a huge supporter of baylor athletics now thank you jim turner chevrolet thank you for what you do extremely popular segment uh and uh, sponsored by uh well our former presenting sponsor now our presenting sponsor of course is central national bank i mean eight home games this year eight unbelievable tailgates with c and b veronica thompson the whole gang. I really like a lot of the employees there, uh, and uh, and then Fonville always comes rolling in right before kickoff and makes an appearance, <laughs> and everybody's always kind of waiting on him. They just want to get a quick glimpse of him, and he comes by, waves at everybody, and he runs into the stadium. But uh, uh, and most times, uh, he does uh, the presidential hello? Yeah, kind of a presidential, almost like a tricky dick. Type deal where he'll put the put the two the, the two fingers up, you know, like the peace sign, and then he just goes right on up into the stadium. Um, all right, uh, Aaron, what do you uh, what sort of headlines do you have for us? Because I know there's a <laughs> lot of different directions to go uh, on the uh, as as we look at all these college football hirings and firings.
15: We will start with well the uh, debacle that is Arkansas football after deciding to retain. Sam Pittman, after a 4-8 season that included a 1-7 SEC record, now Arkansas is vetting the return of former coach Bobby Petrino as the school's offensive coordinator. Petrino has seriously been considered by school officials and a deal could come together in the near future. Petrino's return would mark a, quotes, this is quoted from uh, Thamel's article, ESPN's Pete Thamel, Uh uh, a spectacular full circle moment. As he left Arkansas in 2012, after being fired in the wake of a scandal that saw him hire his former lover and mislead his bosses <laughs> about
1: their relationship, I, I feel
15: mean, weird do saying you that really, sentence.
1: Do you really have to write it like that? That Pete, my gosh, That's his former reading. lover. He, I mean, I, I had an illicit, you know, or had an extramarital affair or something like that. I mean, you don't have. That sounds like a romance novel after after something with his lover. I still don't. Aaron, does he get into what happened with that motorcycle wreck? Do we think, did he purposely wreck the motorcycle to create a diversion from the affair? I just can't. I'm having trouble. I'm hazy on See, my details on that story. It does
15: mention that. it Actually, after the flowery prose, um, it says that all came to light after a motorcycle incident. And the story rocked the college sports world, but I'll have to look to another article to explain the motorcycle incident, apparently.
1: (laughs) Oh, it was awful. And, And Petrino going back to Arkansas. And quite honestly, now, Houston Nutt had his moments. Certainly Ken Hatfield did way back in the day. Lou Holtz had a very nice run at Arkansas. But in the past twenty years, uh, Petrino had the best run. Like Petrino had him very competitive. Like that was the peak of his powers. That was the peak of uh, Patrino's powers. Was when he was rolling at Arkansas. Now I'm trying to remember what he did that got him in so much hot water. Like he 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 went to the Falcons from. Where, and, and, and then he and he left the Falcons before the season had ended didn't it, say goodbye and it, was that when he ended up at Louisville or was that when he ended up at Arkansas?
15: that was Arkansas yeah it,
1: oh. um,
15: he was 13 games into the season and just said, "See ya and went to Arkansas.
1: you know it just is going to lead to some Baylor people thinking like when a school uh, when a school like brings back a disgraced Coach. not happening here. I know, I know. It's not. So let's not even – y'all don't need to tweet about that or, or say it. It's not going to happen. If you want to see Art's offense, watch Mississippi State because that is where – that is the offense that his son-in-law, Jeff Levy, will be running there. I understand, Aaron, the, uh, one of our local groups had uh, Art's – um, Art's old defensive coordinator on, whoa, taking some big-time swipes at the, um, at the Bears and their current coaches. It was, uh, that was uh, very interesting to hear about. But, uh, all right, Aaron, continue.
15: In a ruling that was largely expected, the Washington Supreme Court today stayed a lower court's ruling from earlier this month that granted control of the Pac-12 to Oregon State and Washington State. That keeps in place a temporary restraining order that requires the conference to act with unanimity in all matters. The TRO will remain in, as the court decides whether to retain the case for review or transfer it to the state's court of appeals. An accelerated briefing schedule to determine how the case will move forward. Coming up, December twelfth.
1: I like that. Um, so technical. I like that. The, all these TROs. We got. <laughs> we got Harbaugh. You know, needing a TRO. We got Washington State and Oregon State. I did see. Now I did not. Well, here's what's weird, Aaron. Like, I never under. I never know. Like, once these quarterbacks go to the portal, they, we could have not heard about them the entire season, right? And then all of a sudden they go into portal, and we're supposed to think they're like the greatest quarterbacks <laughs> ever, right? And like, so Washington State ended up with what kind of record this year, Aaron? Five and seven four and eight i mean they weren't very good they kind of started off pretty well but i think they five finished seven, about yeah. five and seven okay well today their quarterback goes into portal their starting quarterback and like to read about him you would think this guy may win the heisman over uh over bo Nix at, at Oregon. i mean it's like wait a second I didn't realize the best quarterback of the country was played at Washington State. Oh, people were going crazy about this guy. He was apparently number four in the Pac-12, number four ranked quarterback. Now, Aaron, there's some bad quarterback play in there, right? I mean, like, even last year's Heisman winner, who's supposed, you know, everybody's fighting over to be the number one pick of the draft. I mean, what did USC end up this year? I mean, they were supposed to be in the college football playoff, <laughs> and I bet they finished, what, eight and four? I mean, did they finish seven and five or eight and four? I mean, they were not that great.
15: Seven and five, yeah, that's a terrible record for that
1: team. Wow. Hey, that's a hot seat. That is a hot seat. Aaron, let's do our let's do kind of a hot seat alert real quick. Who do we have on our hot seat? We got Aranda. We got Lincoln Riley. Pittman. We've got Sam Pittman. I would have to say that Florida coach is on the hot seat. Whatever his name is, Billy something, Billy Napier. I would oh, put yeah. him on. I'd put him on the hot seat. Okay, let's go through the Big Twelve. Anybody? Satterfield a little bit. Cincinnati. I like think they've so. been good in the past. They're bad now. He can't. He needs to show some progress next year.
15: I think Malzahn I think, showed enough, and I think they actually yeah. extended him. So
1: he's yeah. Yeah, I think he's okay. I think everybody else in the Big Twelve. Dana's already been fired, so Dave has the hot seat. SEC. I can't. Um, anybody we're not thinking about? Will Will the Auburn coach Hugh Freeze? Will we have him on a hot seat entering next year? I mean, those people are crazy. <laughs> like Auburn thinks it should. You know, even though they're not very good anymore. They, they honestly think they should be playing for the SEC title every year. I, I could I could see Hugh Freeze being on the hot seat. Any other hot seats, Aaron, that you have? Do we have a Big Ten hot seat? No, we,
15: I mean. We already had a
1: firing of Michigan State's coach. As so awful
15: have, as I was offense is, they're still like a 10-win team under Ferentz. and. If their mm-hmm. offense gets better, they can compete for a big ten title. So I don't think you get rid of him. Well they're playing for one. Yeah, well no, you're right. Good point.
1: I forgot <laughs> they made the title game, but they yeah, did. They're play. They're it's
15: unbelievable play. considering they had four games with an over with a, a Vegas total under thirty. I mean that's just Well,
1: they their last game that they won thirteen to ten.
15: I guess Nebraska?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Did you did you see the over under on that game? It's
15: was twenty four, wasn't it? So the under hit.
1: I thought it was either 23 and a half or 24. I mean, just <laughs> it's, unbelievable. It,
15: it barely hit, I know that. That's I mind bet blowing. just
1: because it was so mind-blowingly low, most people took the over. Wouldn't you think?
15: I think so. I was about to say I think Vegas probably did pretty well on that. Of course, there were there's a lot of betters. I've read some articles that just basically said they were going to ride that Iowa under train until they finally lose because it had been so profitable for them. You just bet the under in any Iowa game this year, and you would have hit.
1: That's the only time I kind of want to get on the message boards is like when a team like Baylor is looking for a new offensive coordinator. I used to kind of get on there uh, back in the day. Aaron, on one of those message board fan sites, at one point I was asked to be a founding member back in the day. Mm. And I – I declined, but I'm still friends with some of those guys for sure. But uh, I, that would be I, – I do kind of love this time of year at least just seeing, even the crazy ones that don't make any sense, just seeing who everybody's floating. I think my i think my password has been rejected, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you
15: had All one right. of those? See, I had one of those for a few years, too, one of those super uh, passwords
1: to one of those sites.
15: But, yeah, mm-hmm. they, it changed hands and – my mm-hmm. password no
1: longer worked <laughs> That's right. But it lasted that's for a few right. years. I was pretty happy. I don't know. I, at some point, I think they got mad at me and, <laughs> and blocked me, but that's okay. Do you have any more you'd like to share with us? Just a,
15: a quick rundown of the uh, Big 12 men's basketball schedule for tonight. That includes the number nine Baylor men taking on Nichols, not Nichols State. They prefer Nichols, Matt. That's a 7 o'clock tip, 6.30 for the pregame right here on ESPN Central Texas. Also in action, number five, Kansas will host Eastern Illinois. Cincinnati on the road against Howard. And Kansas State and former Baylor Associate Head Coach Jerome Tang will host or Roberts tonight. All 7 o'clock tips except for the big Cincinnati-Howard matchup at 6 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus.
1: Aaron, do we need to be off the air here in the next 15 minutes? To get ready for that broadcast, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> okay, We're good. Uh, okay. Um, <clears throat> as Aaron said, seven o'clock. Nichols. Let's see. I want to. I'm going I'm doing a little research real quick. They played Mississippi State, a top 25 team, and only lost 74 to 61. They destroyed Blue Mountain. Um, they lost to something called. S I U E, Aaron. Any guesses on that? I would say Southern Illinois University. I believe that's and the right. The E probably stands for whatever, wherever it is, like Edwardsville or somewhere, uh, or Evansville. They beat the dog out of South Alabama in overtime. Well, they didn't beat the dog, but yeah, one hundred and two ninety-seven. And then they had a narrow loss to uh, Denver. Oh, November tenth, Aaron. These uh, Nichols beat LSU. Oh, wow. All right. Can't sleep on them
15: tonight. It's going to be a game. Maybe. I'm going to take –
1: I hope not. Now, in the Southland tournament last March, they did lose to McNeese State. But that's okay. Nichols, I think they're not horrible. Like, they're better than some of these other teams the Bears have played uh, lately. Although, the Bears – I haven't even gotten to talk about it, Aaron. Um, Like, that was a great – run you know oregon state and then to uh uh, turn around and win that next game um that over the gators gators are not bad and the bears put it on them it was like tied at halftime and uh ray j went crazy in that game bridges went crazy and i wish i was talking to scott this week are we not having scott on this week this every-other-week thing is is beating me down. We do have Nikki, I believe, Friday. But, uh, yeah, I'd like to talk to Scott about this um, tournament. Yeah, because uh, that was really – and I thought that was interesting. Jacoby Walter um, did not come back into the game. He was in foul trouble, about 10 minutes left. He had four fouls. He never came back in the game. I mean, Scott rode the hot hand. Ray J. – Langston was playing great, but generally you do not leave your superstar on the bench with four fouls and never bring them back. But I'm telling you, Scott is his own man, and I really appreciate that about him. All right, 520, major Cowboys guest, Calvin Watkins uh, from the Dallas Morning News. And um, we'll do that at 520. But next, we'll do some NFL headlines for you. We'll look around. We even have a game from last night to react to. That's all coming up next.
2: ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at syntechsportsfan.com.
5: First Central Credit Union says it's game on. Lower your monthly vehicle payments by refinancing your vehicle with First Central. Make it a winning season with refinancing set to your preferences. You decide the due date and frequency. Financed elsewhere? Save money with a new local game plan. Apply online today. We make it easy to score at FirstCentralCU.com.
7: Membership and loan policy
3: requirements apply. Member NCUA. Kish's Complete Car Care Service, where keeping you safe is their business. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco and CompleteCarCareCenter.com.
13: From
2: the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
0: Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Elevate Waco Hotel, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt
1: Mosley. Boy, thank you to all those uh, great partners, Witt. Man, I sometimes, uh, QC Kinetics... So many great ones there, and of course our uh, major um, uh, presenting sponsor, Central National Bank. Nobody does it quite like that. And welcome back to the uh, to the show. None other than Coriel Health, and uh, man the uh, the job they do. Uh, Coriel Health, uh, tremendous. Um, And uh, Dr. Lance Ellis, who I've known for years, Dr. Jacob Battle, minimally invasive technology, orthopedic surgical robot uh, to perform those total knee replacements. Uh, Remember, give them a call, 254-483-KNEE. That's 254-483-KNEE. And uh, Lance is always out there listening We've got I've got a lot of great uh, doctor buddies and he is certainly one of those and so uh, very exciting stuff on the uh, program and we appreciate everybody who's with us um, and I heard uh, Richard Carr uh, earlier the well uh, the toys for tots and all the stuff that's coming up here it's uh that means that Christmas season is upon us and that means a lot to us and we love being uh, of all that and um, we'll uh, we'll be giving you more information we'll be doing a show down there it'll be a lot of fun now I wanted to catch you up and Aaron you've got a few NFL headlines I I kept looking last night what sometimes I'll check Twitter to see if I should jump on and and you know check on a, a game and the 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 stats that Justin Fields had for Chicago at one point, it was like he'd thrown ten passes and and it was an average of like zero point three or zero point five yards of completion. Like it just sounded like a horrible game. So in my mind, I thought, well, the Bears obviously are going to lose this game. the The only really part of the game I finally saw, Aaron, was uh, the Minnesota trying to do one of those plays where they toss the ball back and forth to each other at the very end of the game and um that's about all the time I invested. Aaron, did you did you get it did you get involved in that Monday night football game?
15: Uh, no, because I had I had uh in one of my leagues I had DJ Moore and Cole Clement of the Bears mm-hmm. and I needed 23 points, so I didn't want to watch. I kept Updated and I was happy I didn't watch when I saw the updates because it wasn't well. If you like defense, which I don't, mm-hmm. it wasn't a great game. If you like offense, but I did end up winning, so they ended up getting me over thirty points. Thank you, DJ Moore.
1: Okay, so Aaron did get something out of that. Uh, out of that, I uh, wanted to uh, bring you up to date. Cowboys, and we'll have a Cowboys guest on next. But uh, Micah Parsons uh, was added to the injury report. Uh, with an illness today, uh, he and Dante Fowler, defensive end, also an illness, were the only non-participants listed on the injury report. Rico Dowdle, the running back, was limited. Shaq Leonard, um, he 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 completed his visit with the Cowboys without a contract sign. Um, doesn't totally mean he's not going to sign, but he is going to visit the Eagles next. Um, Per one report, the Schultz, uh, Jordan Schultz, he'll finalize his next NFL chapter over the weekend. Boy, that's going to be a bitter deal if, um, if he swings through town, he's on the property, and Jerry doesn't close the deal. And he becomes an Eagles player. Now, Jerry said of Shaq Leonard, he said, probably does not have a financial aspect to it as far as competition from other teams. Um, Which means the Colts are already paying him. Um, Jones was set to have lunch with Leonard today. He said, it's not real hard to look and see what kind of player he's been. He's been outstanding during his career. We'll want to check his health. See where he is. See where his current health is for the for the rest of the year. We'll look at that, and that's what he's and that's what he's doing right now as we're speaking. He later added, "Where he is health wise is what it's all about as far as evaluating anything." Now, does that mean <clears throat> that if they have that his health checked out, he would be a Dallas Cowboy? I don't know for sure. I don't know, but I mean, I I do think they would have pounced and tried to just wrap the deal up and not let him out of town if they just felt like they had to have him. The fact that he's left the building does not def, does not for sure mean he's not going to sign with the Cowboys, but I would say it's not a great sign as we as we look to see what the uh, what they're going to do, boy. Shaq Leonard signing with the Eagles would have a lot of Cowboys fans upset. I really do believe that. All right, Aaron, what do you have for us?
15: Indianapolis star running back Jonathan Taylor will have thumb surgery this week and is expected to miss at least two weeks. Sources confirmed to ESPN Taylor rushed for 91 yards and two touchdowns in the Colts' victory over the Buccaneers and played the entire game. He closed out the win with an eight-yard run. With a minute 24 remaining, the Colts without their original starting quarterback, Ricky Anthony Richardson, have been a surprise. They're 6-5. and They're in second place in the AFC South. Now, they're two games behind the Jaguars, so they're not going to win the AFC South more than likely, but they are in the thick of the wild card Mm -hmm. race. And they should be okay. He's not Jonathan Taylor, but Zach Moss, the former Buffalo (laughs) Bill, who filled in for Taylor when he was holding out early in the year, has been... Really spectacular. Not quite as good as Jonathan Taylor, just because Taylor's elite, but he's been really good. Shouldn't be a huge drop-off.
1: Yeah. All right, we'll see. I mean, that is an interesting team because when they lost their young quarterback, um, their rookie quarterback, we thought that was kind of the end of them, and they've kind of hung in there and done okay. Meanwhile, Aaron, the Carolina Panthers – I don't think we had time. Yesterday was all about Baylor and retaining Dave Aranda. And if you're just joining us at five o'clock hour, we get a whole new audience. Uh, we will have Dave Aranda on the show this week. And um, looking forward to it. Just uh, uh, I have really loved having him on um, in the past and had great conversations with him. And, uh, I, you know, again, I thought, they probably should have moved on and said it, and uh, uh, so and uh, and Dave's aware of that. By the way, I'm, I'm I I know that he is he is aware of that, but he's a stand up guy. He's not gonna uh, he he's not a guy out seeking retribution. Oh, this person wanted me gone. You know, as I've said, I you can think that somebody should be released, and yet still hope that they do well when they're retained. And I certainly hope that is the case with him, Aaron, interesting news. And we'll, uh, uh we've got Calvin Watkins coming up here and I, I and, uh, but I did see this just a little bit ago, Aaron, uh, a certain quarterback has entered the transfer portal again. He is former four-star Baylor recruit from the 2018 class, former Baylor starter Gary Bohannon oh, wow. is in the portal. Aaron, would you consider bringing Gary back to Baylor? I would. He was would the starting quarterback
15: the last time they won a Big 12 championship. The, during the regular zero. season. I know he was injured during uh, yeah. the
1: championship game. But. I would have zero issue bringing him back. Me either. Now, he may... He may prefer to go somewhere else. Maybe <laughs> the chapter has closed at Baylor, but I'd love to. I mean, you talk about a great leader, great person, great young man. I mean, give me Gary Bohannon immediately. Uh, and and by the way, the um, um, oh gosh, everybody's doing the funny. They're Aaron. They're doing their the the um, oh, the the Bobby Petrino. Neck brace deal uh-huh. is all over the internet. It's all over Twitter, and then even these show hosts from other places, you know, have have their old Halloween costumes that they or they went as Bobby Petrino with that neck brace. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, all right, it is uh, the Matt Mosley show. Aaron Sexton alongside Calvin Watkins. Dallas Morning News joins the show
2: next. This is, this is ESPN Central Texas.
5: My house is. A new-
7: Direct for a free in-home estimate. Universal Windows or call 2543017760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I
6: love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct.
0: They know steak at Logan's Roadhouse. Everyone will find an entree they love at Logan's Roadhouse, including wood grill steaks, fall off the bone ribs, pork chops, burgers, sandwiches, soups and salads, salmon and shrimp, and those famous made-from-scratch yeast rolls. Dine in the casual dining room or in the bar where you can enjoy a signature cocktail or ice cold beer. Logan's Roadhouse in the Central Texas Marketplace, Waco. Open every day at 11 and until 11 p.m. Friday and
2: Saturday nights. Listen to the Matt Mosley show online at syntechsportsfan.com.
4: It's 9:30 on a Saturday night. You're at the ballpark getting hot dogs for the kids and your debit card doesn't work. Lucky for you, Central National Bank's after-hours service is ready to help you get out of all kinds of ninth-inning jams. Just contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a local person who can answer questions and fix problems. Bank different. Bank Central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Well, it's that time again, the most wonderful time of the year. And just like both of us, the foundation doctor's thinking about home and family.
6: Hey, Dad.
4: Hi,
13: Jay, what you working on?
6: I'm building a gingerbread house.
13: That's cool, why's the door so crooked? And why is your chimney leaning like that?
6: I guess my house needs the foundation doctor.
13: <laughs> You're such a goofy kid. Is your house starting to look like a Pinterest project gone wrong? Are you worried about the jolly old fat man making it down your crooked chimney?
4: Oh, Richard
1: Carbuick GMC, how lovely are your SUVs! Oh, Richard Carbuick GMC, I love the trucks you have for me. Strong and tough with luxury, room for all my family. Oh, Richard Carbuick GMC, you are the dealership for me.
2: Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: It is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show being joined by Calvin Watkins, a man I see in the Cowboys press box on a weekly basis. Sometimes we meet over at the uh, coffee machine which is like an Italian coffee maker it's a very nice I don't think most teams have that nice of a coffee machine Calvin um, welcome welcome back to the the Mosley show
18: I appreciate it I was I was digging that Christmas uh, music on some of those uh, spots there you had some good stuff there you got going and waking. up
1: yeah that, like that that Richard Carr Christmas the GMC that'll get you going a little bit that will put yeah. you in the the Christmas spirit.
18: I know, and, uh, I know. I might, I might have to go go get me a GMC too while I'm at it. I mean, you know, you,
1: like uh, music. <laughs> you love a good. You love a good. Uh, you need to come to Central Texas for your next next vehicle. We could. Uh, we could certainly find something for you. Um, everything. I mean, it's kind of interesting, isn't it, when they have the Cowboys playing? Okay, Thanksgiving Thursday. Then turn around and play another Thursday. It you know keeps everybody on their toes, and then they're going to have a nice bit of a break. But Seattle is an interesting team, not a great team, mm-hmm. but a team that does have a winning record. And the Cowboys have been getting fat off teams that don't have winning records. What do you? What kind of uh, uh, test do you think they're going to find in this uh, Seattle team? And it certainly seems the Cowboys are building toward something. But uh, this, this will present a little different test for the Cowboys.
18: Yeah, you know, when you saw the schedule when it first came out, you, you looked at this game and you said, oh, this is going to be a tough game because Seattle was going to compete in, in, yeah. in the NFC West. And, uh, but they've lost the last two games. Geno Smith is a little nicked up. Um, you know, they do have big corners. They do have uh, DK Metcalf. They have a nice little running running game, um, but they've been so inconsistent. So you're not really sure what Seattle team you're going to get on Thursday night. Um, but yeah, the Cowboys have feasted on some some bad teams. But as I always say, that's not my problem. That Washington is dysfunctional. You know, it's not my problem. The Jets and I don't know what they're doing. So, but you got to beat those teams, and that's what the Cowboys did. So now this next stretch of games. Starting Thursday night
1: against Seattle, we'll find out what they're all about. Um, the the DAC numbers are pretty amazing, and I and people mm-hmm. can say, well, like you just said, they've done it against some less than stellar teams. But I did look at some of those. Bill Barnwell, you know, Bill used mm-hmm, to be yeah, one Bill. of our, our uh, colleague over at ESPN, mm-hmm. but he said uh, he he says non DAC quarterbacks facing those teams we just mentioned. Chargers, Rams, Eagles, Giants, Panthers, Commanders, the stretch he's on, facing those same teams this year, have a combined QBR of 54.8. Dak Mm. has a QBR of 81.8 in Mm. seven (laughs) games against those teams. I mean, I I do find it interesting that everybody, and of course everybody loves to hate on whoever's playing quarterback for the Cowboys, but Dak has had his fair share of haters but he is in one of the best stretches of his career. How much of that is do you think Dak just being in a great place health-wise, and how much do you credit Mike McCarthy and his kind of modified um, offense, the play calling that's going on with, with kind of what, the way Dak's performing right now?
18: I think it's a little bit of both. Um, if you remember, they got beat up pretty good in San Francisco. And C.D. Lamb had a, had to have a little chat with Dak and Brian Schottenheimer, the offensive coordinator, and McCarthy, and said, what are we doing here, fellas? And ever since then, the offense has picked up. So I think it's a little bit of McCarthy and obviously Dak. You know, Dak's got to be able to make those plays. And, and McCarthy's doing a really nice job of calling the game. I still think they could run the ball a little bit more, and I don't believe they are. Um, maybe they're checking out of some runs. I'm not really sure. But when it comes to the passing game, C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks, Jake Ferguson do a really nice job with that. The offensive line, the continuity of that has been very consistent. So I think that's also helped uh, Dak. And they've had him on the move a little bit. As, as you've seen, he's, he's rolling the pocket. When the pocket collapses, he's, he's getting out of there. He, either he's running down the field or he's finding somebody uh, on a scramble. So... There's a lot of different things that are, that are working for them right now. So we'll see if they can keep it up for the next uh, six to seven weeks.
1: Yeah, I mean, I this is going to be an interesting stretch. And, you know, the thing is, we keep thinking the Eagles looked like they were going to lose the other day. And mm-hmm. so then that was going to add even more. And the Eagles have a t- another tough game coming up. And then, of course, they have to play the Cowboys. But you kind of mm-hmm. keep thinking, Calvin, you can only play your schedule. But you kind of mm-hmm. think – that the Eagles are going to drop one of these games, and then make that game even seem bigger in a couple of weeks, and they just don't do it, do they? They just find a way. I mean, they were they were down twenty four fourteen the other day, start of the fourth quarter, and uh, boy, they needed a little help. Josh Allen threw a bad a pick, but mm-hmm. that 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 Eagles team, I, they're it's it's like I don't know. It, it, they they got a great record, but they don't always seem To be great, do they? I mean, you saw the Cowboys in person in Mm -hmm. Philly give them a great game. Dak played great. How are Mm -hmm. you feeling about the Eagles right now, even in relation to where the Cowboys are as a team?
18: I I, I agree with you, Matt. I think Philly's a great team, but they just find a way to win. You know, like they beat Kansas City, right, at the end. But when you look at that game, they dropped five passes including a a potential touchdown at the end of that game. And then Josh Allen is this turnover machine, and somehow they survive, you know, uh, uh, the build. So, yeah, the the Eagles have done a really nice job of just – they just do enough to win these games. They got the brotherly shove and and, and all those kinds of things. They're a talented team. They really are. Remember, A.J. Brown was just killing it, and then then he plays against the Cowboys, and then he doesn't have as big a game as he had been in those previous four or five games. And the defense is really good. They have a a great front and those kinds of things. But uh, the reality is sometimes you just got to have some luck, and that's what the Eagles are getting right now. They're getting a little luck. It's not their fault. That's just how it is sometimes. But they are a good team. I don't think they're a great team, even though you look at the record and say this should be a great team. But they're not. They're just a really damn good team.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that's the way it, it feels. Calvin Watkins, Dallas Morning News. Joining us, um, and uh, boy, I wanted to ask you a boxing question. I thought of you the other night, um, and I saw uh, who who is our man? uh, Is it uh, who are who are the brothers that are so good? There's a fight coming up, and I kind of
18: Houston, the Charlo brothers.
1: Yeah, Which one is it? Um, One of them's Uh, about to fight.
18: Jamel and uh, Jermaine Charlo.
1: Yes. Yes. Yes.
18: They just had a yeah. fight. Uh, One of them just, just won a fight the other
1: night, last week. Okay, okay. Yeah, I every time I see a fight like that, you know, and my buddy Derek trains one of those Charlo brothers, and I've actually
18: oh, gotten Derek to go s-
1: yeah. yeah, and so I get to go see him, some of those guys in person every once in a while. And uh, Errol Spence, I used to see him a lot. And, man, that's, uh, that is uh, boxing greatness there from the uh, – from the Metroplex. Um, now, Calvin, did um, Did Shaq Leonard, I mean, I feel like Jerry, you know, is regarded as a great closer, took <laughs> him to lunch. Don't know where they went, but I imagine they maybe they went up there into the star and were able to to look down over the practice field. But, Jerry, if he truly wants someone, the thought is, well, you don't let them out of the building. But it does appear that Shaq Leonard – has left the building, and uh, and we'll head to Philly now. What kind of sense are you getting from from your people on what they saw from Shaq Leonard, and kind of where the where the the medical is with him? Because obviously, that's kind of the most important thing is trying to determine where how much he can help you, and how much he has been compromised with his uh, health issues.
18: From my understanding, uh, Shaq wants to take the visit, and as you said, he's going to visit Philadelphia tomorrow and then make a decision. Um, the Cowboys are, are cool with the medicals. Um, he has been playing this year. Uh, is he the same Shaq Leonard that was an all-pro and all that? No, probably not. Um, he was taken off the field on a third downs in Indianapolis. Um, I think they'll have a role for him here uh, if, if he signs with Dallas. Uh, they believe he's healthy enough, obviously, or he wouldn't uh, came in for a visit, and they've seen him play. So I wouldn't think he, he'd he be a 55-60 a snap guy. I would think he'd be 25-30 snap guy because Damone Clark has definitely uh, kind of got that, in, one of those inside linebackers, the Mike linebacker position solidified. So he would rotate with him and Marquise Bell and Rashawn and Evans and that kind of thing. So... Um, But from my understanding, number one, medicals are fine. Number two, he wants to take all his visits and then make a decision on where he wants to go. Um, You can look at Philly and say, well, they're, what are they, 10-1, and Matt, something like that. Yeah. You could say they might be the leaders in the the clubhouse because that's what Harry Roseman does. He gets talent, and and we're trying to get to the championship. And the Cowboys have not gotten past the second round of playoffs since me and you were in middle school. So, you know, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's one of those things that you have to decide on where you want to go.
1: All right. We were actually – I was in college when they were winning Super Bowls, and you had just graduated go. from yeah. college, so we weren't yeah, yeah. quite in middle school. <laughs> that is – right. yes, yes, I think that is – but it has been – a long, long time. Uh and this is gonna be uh that was funny by the way, y'all asking uh McCarthy if he wants to uh coach into his seventies like Pete Carroll. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty more years. <laughs> sixty years old, Pete's
18: seventy three running around out there. I know it.
1: And Mike was like,
18: Hey, I just turned sixty. So
1: Yeah. I I I tell you, I, I think um uh, I, I kind of, uh, Pete has always had that charisma and he, he just runs around. You still see him throw the ball. You know, he's the eternally. I kind of think about that with uh, like Stallback. Like it shocked me when Roger turned 80. You know, that doesn't even seem right. Like it wasn't that few. I, I've seen him at those Turkey Day, those little get together, the backyard get togethers. And like it was it even just, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, the, mm. the the velocity which he could throw a football at age like 71 or 72 was scary.
18: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. I, and, when uh, I see
18: Pete, I, I think of Ron Washington, um, you know, playing, you know, doing those infield drills <laughs> with the Rangers and, and the, and the mm-hmm. Braves. And, and uh, so I, I think of that, you know, old guy just still working, you know, he's still active, you know. Flat stomach,
1: still doing, looking good. So yeah, I can see that. How how awesome is that to see Ron get another opportunity? Uh, you know, I hate that it's with kind of a Rangers rival, but still, mm-hmm. I mean, how can you not love Ron Washington? His time ended in kind of weird fashion, and you mm-hmm. just wondered if he'd ever get another chance. But I think the you know the Bruce Bochies and Dusty Baker's of the world who are successful into their late 60s and early 70s may have paved the way for Ron to get another opportunity and uh how gr- I mean that is great that is great because he is uh, he is one of the neatest guys did you uh Calvin did you go out there at any of those uh any of those uh world series games
18: No I uh, I was stuck covering uh America's team uh doing that uh, great run
1: of the Mm -hmm. Rangers,
18: but it was kind of fun to watch from afar. Oh, yeah. uh, Because me and you, I think, were working at ESPN together when they went to the World Series uh, back-to-back years. And and I went to those games to work, and and those were crushing losses. I mean, those you still think about, you know, I wonder if Wash would still be the manager, you know, if they would have won or if his team would have lasted maybe a little bit longer if he had won just one of those titles. But um but no it, 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 you feel good about the Rangers because they spent a lot of money to get you know Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon, and then they get Jacob deGrom and they lose him uh to Tommy John surgery and they kept plugging away so you feel happy for them so they they they, they were trying and they were trying to get it done and they did
1: yeah, it was. Uh, every time I get down about like Baylor football mm-hmm. or or somebody or the or my local high school losing a game, I just think back and go, "The Rangers are uh, are World Series uh, champs," and mm-hmm. that that kind of gets me that gets me going a little bit. All right, you well, think it was. The, uh, do,
18: you think we'll co- do you think we'll cover the Cowboys when they win a World Championship? You think we'll still be around?
1: I think we'll, we'll, I think it might happen, but not while we're still viable. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, maybe one of these days, but I'm afraid maybe. not, not while we're attending the games and everything, but who knows? Oh,
18: okay. Who knows? Hope
1: Springs Eternal. As we were talking, I was checking out the, uh, the Wayland Baptist pioneers. I was looking at some stuff. Golly, uh, I mean, I, I'm just this is this is going to be fun. I, I I need to get some of my uh, I need to get some t- a T-shirt or something from you because I want to really uh, support this team.
18: I appreciate that. Yeah, my Sunday, they had a game in Oklahoma uh, today. Uh, I didn't get a link from him to watch it because he was on the road. But, uh, yeah, I heard he did pretty good. So, yeah, the Whalen Baptist, uh, they're doing pretty good.
1: All right. I'm 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 taking a peek, and and, uh, I was even looking back at some of their former, some of their schedule, and, man, Whalen Baptist takes on all comers. That's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Some of the teams they play, uh, boy, they're not easing into things early in the season. So, um, it's very kind of interesting to monitor these things. Listen, it's always great to uh, visit with you, and I'll keep you posted. Baylor's trying to hire an offensive coordinator. They've retained mm. Dave Aranda. I know you like to keep one eye over on the Bears. I'll, uh, I'll let it. you know. And mm-hmm. your old team, the Mustangs, that used to cover, uh, have mm-hmm. done a long-term deal with Rhett Lashley. And uh, I would say things are kind of fun back on the hilltop. If you ever get bored on the Cowboys' beat, the SMU beat is a lot more attractive than it used to be. With uh, yeah. you know them you know, the ACC, that's a pretty cool deal.
18: Yeah, it is. I covered them when they were in the in the old WAC. Uh, you know, and then they went to Conference USA. That was a big deal. So I spent many nights in Fresno uh, covering <laughs> some bad SMU uh, basketball teams. And our old buddy Phil Bennett, um, you know, uh, you know he was <laughs> the head coach there. They had, I think my first year in the SMU beat. It went zero and eleven, I think. So, <laughs> by time, the way,
1: you know, you you and I both know Phil, and I mm-hmm. and, and we've had different. You've had you know him better. Uh, I showed up and inter- interrupted at one of his dinners one time when he was with Dat Win, and we mm-hmm. were trying to decide if oh, Dat yeah. Wynn was going to retire from the Cowboys, and Jock <laughs> and I had to approach Phil's table. You should have seen Phil's face, but we. I mean, it was not it was not a great situation. But, yes, Phil Bennett was on local uh, on a local fan site uh, weighing in recently on on Dave Aranda and the job he was doing uh, as the Baylor coach. And as you can imagine, that was an interesting uh, Phil does not hold back on his opinion, doesn't he? Mm, I'm uh, about <laughs> to check that out. Yes, I'm to
18: check yes. old Phil out. I haven't, I haven't talked to him in years. I'm about to check him out. I know he he had a bunch of hot opinions
4: there.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's been the DC out at uh at UNT. So uh, yeah, Phil, Phil Bennett. Yeah, some people mellow with age. Phil has never really gone that route. So anyway, spicy. Yeah. Yes, very very spicy. But, uh, hey, I look forward to seeing you Thursday night. I appreciate you uh, taking the time to be with us.
18: Same here. You take care.
1: All right. There he goes, Calvin Watkins from the Dallas Morning News. Covers the Cowboys. I was trying to look up Aaron. Uh, I know that was strange when I brought up Waylon Baptist, but his son is now... Uh, uh, went over to Wayland Baptist and is on the team. And so I was trying to look up how his son was doing because I think he's a starter for Wayland Baptist, but I was having trouble locating, locating the, uh, the information there. Um, Aaron, I, I would say that Shaq Leonard, I, I think he would help. I think he would provide great leadership. I mean, he should be – it's kind of sad because he's he's got these injuries. He should be at the height of his career. He really should be in his prime. He's 28. He is a three-time All-Pro. Like, he he was their best – he was pretty much their best player. I mean, and, and, and yet, he, he, I just don't know. I mean, I just feel like if his medical and his back or whatever is ailing him – was okay Jerry would have tried to close the deal but you know Aaron it's going to make everybody mad I mean Cowboys fans are not going to love that if he signs with a 10-1 Philadelphia Eagles and the Cowboys at eight and three desperately chasing the Eagles desperately needing at least one home playoff game they don't sign him Aaron I think there's going to be some blowback from the fan base, do you – how do you feel – I mean, do you, I, it's just hard to have a feel for him. I mean, I think he's good enough to go out there and play, but I don't know at what level. Do you have any sense for where Shaq Leonard is? You know,
15: I, I've, I've thought through this whole process. I know that his medicals are good, and I'm using air quotes. I thought through the whole process that he'd be a nice addition for depth, but he's nowhere near the player he was if he was – he wouldn't have been playing so sparingly for indianapolis. they have a good defense, but they don't have the cowboys defense or the 49ers defense.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I I I just it, it just as a he he kind of strikes me as a really nice um you know, complimentary type player. All right, we're going to um we're going to keep our eye on everything for you and uh it is uh it is the uh, matt mosley show espn central texas we got a couple things to uh, share with you and the bears are getting ready to play nickels this evening uh J mo uh on the call this will probably be an espn plus game so we'll see on the radio call but uh certainly uh pat nunley always involved always great to hear him and then we'll uh We'll see who's on this one. But uh, broadcast will be tip-off 7 o'clock tonight. Pre-game starts at 6.30 right here on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, the dismount is next. Listen to ESPN
2: Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com.
12: Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project?
1: Hey, it's Matt Mosley. If you've been sidelined by joint pain, it's time to meet the Coriel Health MVPs of orthopedics located right here in Central Texas. Dr. Lance Ellis, Dr. Jacob Battle, Coriel Health's board-certified orthopedic physician team specialized in sports medicine and total hip and knee replacement. Don't let joint pain keep you on the bench. Get back in the game. Make the play call to Coriel Health Orthopedics today. 254 483 knee That's 254 483
5: Waco Jewelers has exciting news. Our 75% off sale event is back. Yes, you heard it right. 75% off almost everything in the store. Get huge savings on GIA certified diamonds, beautiful wedding rings, and wedding bands. Be sure to view our exclusive bridal selection from Gabriel & Company, New York. Each piece a work of art, plus no interest financing available and trade-ins are welcome. And we'll see you here at Waco Jewelers. Under the spinning diamond.
1: Hey, Central Texas, next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests a superb combination of luxury and comfort. Uh, the rooms are big and spotless, feature an upscale, modern look and feel. I should know I've stayed there. It is Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. They have suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming big game. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh, modern Mediterranean, inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients they have the local beer and organic wine cocktails open to the public seven days a week five to ten p.m. and then that heated outdoor pool and hot tub located 2200 north robinson drive just off the famous waco traffic circle it is the element waco hotel and ask about our discounted rates for november and december It's time now
2: for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Oh, it is the Mosley Show. And, uh, boy, Aaron Sexton, we've, we've had a lot going on today. We've had a lot of great guests. Tracy Taff, daughter of the great Grant Taff, the new Grant Taff Foundation, Uh, And that's going to be awesome. The Beyond the Game Award. It's going to be given in Grant's name and uh, big time cash uh, or uh, money that will go toward a school that serves its community. That's really cool. Uh, Crazy breaking news today that um, um, the Petrino, uh, Bobby Petrino is going to be the next Arkansas offensive coordinator. You heard that right. It sounds like an elaborate joke of some kind. This is actually happening. And um, and that is, uh, that is wild. Um, also, our old friend Paul Feinbaum, Aaron, he calls a college football playoff without the SEC patently absurd. Okay, so apparently we can't even have... A 14 playoff if the SEC is not involved. I love it. <laughs> I love it. They're already worried. We're not going to have somebody. That's horrible. It, it'll work out. You'll get somebody in there. Something tells me Georgia will find its way in there. Everybody have a great night. Listen to the Bears tonight. Bears versus Nichols right here. Thank you, Aaron. Good night, everybody. It's time now for the Modern Media Big 12 Bless. Modern Media, your full service
2: advertising agency. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris.
3: Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 football on today's Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. Coming up, it's Texas and Oklahoma State in the Dr. Pepper Big 12 Championship game Saturday morning in Arlington. We'll get the Texas side of things here from head coach Steve Sarkeesian coming up on today's Modern Media Big 12 Blitz.
2: The Bela Bookstore and the Spirit Shop are now carrying the new premium golf brand Horn Legend. Custom made and Bela branded and only available at the bookstore on campus and the new Spirit Shop at the Heard Welcome Center.
3: Hey folks, John Morris for the Bruner Auto family. If you're thinking about a Chevrolet, Chrysler, Buick, Dodge, GMC, Jeep, Cadillac, Toyota, or quality pre-owned vehicle, visit Brunerado.com. Bruner serves all of Texas with delivery to your location. Now Baylor fans get the Bruner advantage at no additional cost with every new vehicle purchase: a lifetime powertrain certificate and much, much more. Only at Bruner Auto Family at Brunerado.com.